This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do is dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com. You can actually control the content of the site. And the way you do that is by submitting uh, new items to it. So you find something online, uh, online that you think is interesting, you can submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. It can then be voted upon by other listeners and viewers of the site. And the most voted up will make it to the front page in the top of the website. And the way you vote is by clicking on Upcoming Stories. And it'll show you everything that's been submitted that has not yet made it to uh, be promoted to the front page. And then uh, if you vote up the ones you like and vote down the ones you don't, the most voted up again will be promoted. And it's uh, it's free. So go ahead and get interactive at freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio this evening, it's Ian here. And Derek J. And Mark. All right. So uh, once again, we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. To start things out, Derek J., you brought in something that sounds really outrageous on its face. What is going on in a bar in, was it Idaho? No, it was Iowa. Iowa. Pretty close. I always uh, mix those two up. Yeah, in, in words, though. Okay, so this one's pretty ridiculous. You would never expect... Um, this type of charge. It's a 22-year-old guy who's at a sports bar on a Saturday night in Iowa City when cops come in to do a bar check. I don't know what this is. Maybe they go around, see if people are old enough to drink or whatever. This guy is. That's fine. Um, But he sees one of the officers who was approaching him and I have to, you know, modify what he said for the air. But he said, "I love to f a man in uniform." <laughs> Whoa! Do you think um, he had the the little the accent there? Or, I don't had, even know what to call that. He had it all. Affectation. Yeah, he was given the eyes. I can see it in his mugshot. He's like so <laughs> so smug and smooth. Um, but okay, so I he, mean, he could just as easily have said, "I'd like to f a man in uniform." Well, I don't think he was being like that. I okay. really, I mean, when you're drunk, I don't know. I've been there. I like guys in uniform. So <laughs> when people are drunk, they're was, not all like you, Derek. Well, maybe he was just being a little free. Um, but the cop didn't like it. Said, uh, oh, you noticed Was you it got- a gay bar? No. no. It was not sports a gay bar. bar. It was a sports bar. Okay. Not, not to say that, that there aren't sports. gay sports bars. No. Gotcha. And um, But there is a gay bar just down the street, I learned from one of the commenters. So maybe this guy was just in the wrong bar hopping. part of the neighborhood. Yeah, so maybe it was bar hopping. But the cops were like, hey, mister, you got some bloodshot eyes and uh, you're slurring your speech there, mister. Oh, man. And so had he so not said anything to the cops? He really, really probably should have kept his mouth shut. Yeah. But still, I mean... All right, you say this to a normal guy, and he says, hey, man, I'm not interested. I'll knocks your teeth out way. of your mouth, maybe? <laughs> maybe he you know, knocks your teeth out. But I, I think uh, most people would just be like, oh, look, I'm I'll take flattered. the compliment. Yeah, yeah, just flattered and move on with their day. Not this guy. He carries a badge and a gun. Right. So that makes attitude. <laughs> everything he does different. Um, so the officers made contact with Corcoran. Cor- it looks like his name is Corcoran, Corcoran? I guess. Yeah, Corcoran. Corcoran. Um, Sure. There you go. He demonstrated poor coordination, uh, repetitive speech, and smelled strongly of an odor of an alcoholic beverage. He's well, go in, figure. He's in a, a bar. bar. He's in a bar, okay? <laughs> like, th- so this is totally to be expected. But uh, so while estimating that he had confum- uh, consumed a few beers over the previous three hours, Corcoran registered a point two one two blood alcohol content when taking a post-arrest breathalyzer test. Hmm. So after being read his rights, uh, 
Corgan admitted to being intoxicated, and later he did plead guilty to the charge mm. of public intoxication, intoxication. in Incredible. a bar. I, I can't imagine I, what bar owner I would be freaking out if I owned this bar. I would I would not let any of the cops in ever again. You probably have to because you've got a liquor liquor license. license. Uh, uh, so it's, uh, I don't know if it was the local boys or the liquor. Was it liquor board or uh, liquor commission or was it the uh, the local cops? No, it looks like clear? it was it was the local cops, Iowa City cops. Hmm. Yeah, so it doesn't I say wouldn't it was think the liquor bar. commission would necessarily even have a uniform. I mean, why would you want to That's have true. a uniform in that circumstance? Yeah, but it like, would be a liability. How when you're applying for your permit to the city to sell alcohol, don't isn't it implied that your customers are coming to your location to get intoxicated? Doesn't that give you some sort of like exemption for the you public know, intoxication? It's not even in public. It's <laughs> in a private residence, right? Like not a residence, but it's a private, private building. Business, yeah. I love your um, naivety in this uh, particular <laughs> area, Derek. You haven't been doing this show for ten years and seen the stories over time that we have seen. Uh, we've actually had the uh, some kind of bureaucrat from the texas alcohol bureau commission or something like that yeah I, um and and texas alcoholic beverage commission and, and alcoholic beverage commission that's right abc ABC. and it, it you know it comes as no surprise to me at all that that's what that this is what they did well, weren't they but i think it comes people? as a surprise to everybody else weren't they doing pretty much the same thing and well, basically they were claiming that even they were, worse in worse? texas they were out looking for people who were drunk in bars coming out walking out of bars right they not going to with their the cars. idea that they were going to drive or something like that no no it wasn't it had nothing to do with them driving they weren't allowed to be drunk uh, out in, in public essentially so it's the same thing as what's going on here but this guy was basically nabbed for opening his big fat yacker at a cop like it's the same law i mean it's the same kind of law that says you you know no, you no public be... intoxication is uh, is intended to be gone after when somebody's in public staggering right. down the street they consider or something. being in a bar in public i'm not sure that i'm you know, not sure that this guy couldn't take this to trial and win all it's the not bu- public though because if you're not 21 you're not even allowed i agree in, with so. you i agree with you but they believe it's public because it's regulated by the state so it's open to the public over the age of 21, and so it's a public, you know, bar essentially, and it's regulated uh, heavily by the state. In fact, if you okay, look at the so bars here in New Hampshire, holding them to these uh, rules. If you look at the bars here in New Hampshire, there are actually signs up in some places that say that uh, you know we can't serve you if you are visibly intoxicated. So this is again, there's there. It's essentially puritanism. I mean, it's a group of uh, people who run these liquor commissions that uh, set up all kinds of rules with the idea that they have this perfect little society where they, oh, you can have all kinds of drinks. You just can't show anybody that you're drunk. You can't uh, reveal in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you can't tip the hat that walking down the street on Main Street in your local town, somebody's walking, you know, drunk. You, we can't have that image of uh, the town. We can't have that image of the city and. So they're willing to put people in cages over it. I mean, really, that's all that this comes down to. I just think it's It's remarkable that uh, what one person might take as a compliment, another person puts the human being who complimented him in a cage. Like the, the difference between those reactions is astounding. Seems like a poor choice on the, the the side of Mr. Corcoran here um, to talk to the cop. You mean? Yeah, p- period. But to goad, well, if you're going to you talk make to poor a cop, choices when you're drunk, the right? last thing you should do is goad them, especially if you've been drinking. And we've had situations here um, on the show where people have talked about the activism they've done after imbibing some alcohol, a uh, little liquid courage, and it's a bad idea. I don't know. I support 
more compliments. I don't think that complimenting people should be discouraged. And saying, well, maybe he used some vulgar language. Maybe if he used some other uh, choice of language, it would be a little more appropriate. But still, he should be able to say what he wants. It's... Unless the bar owner has a problem with I it. don't have a problem with I don't have a problem with what you're saying. I'm just saying that the, there's reality in this world too. What town in uh, was it Idaho? I, I, Iowa, Iowa City. Get it right. <laughs> Iowa. What, okay, so Iowa, Iowa City. City. Another state that doesn't matter. I guess that's one. No, I don't want to. That, that's not the case. I just I get them confused. Uh, so is this a large place, Iowa City? Sounds large. Uh, so does Mayaka so. City. You put the word city out after something, doesn't mean anything. But it's Iowa City I in Iowa. So. Well, Mayaka City isn't in Mayaka, yeah. the state of Mayaka. That go, that's, that, that, that means it's somewhat it's, large. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's big enough for the gays to think they can go and mingle there. <laughs> it's like a population of uh, 68,000. Oh, crap, I was born in Iowa. <laughs> I have to find the city. Yeah. So, uh, so in this case, what happened to the guy? He was arrested and he uh, pled guilty. And this was just a couple of days ago. So I imagine he's he's going to have to go to trial for well, no, public intoxication. Well, okay, yeah. So there's no trial, gonna but there's going to be a sentencing. That's yeah. okay. All right. I wonder what he's facing. And is this up? Is this a misdemeanor? It, does, it's it sounds like a violation. A misdemeanor. Yeah, it's probably a year. No, I don't think so. Public intoxication? Yeah. No. Violation, city ordinance kind of thing? Yeah, it, it, like a fine. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Sometimes they'll put you in a cage without charging you with anything. They call that protective custody up here. Uh, If they find you on the street and they just determine that you're incoherent, they'll just take you and put you in jail. And you'll sit there for a day or two, depending on when they want to let you out. 855-450-FREE. Again, it's all about this vision of what they want their streets to look like. Free Talk Live. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features that are completely free there. Now, uh, once again, freetalklive.com features include the cam. You can go and watch and listen to the show, as well as chat with other Free Talk Live listeners, because the chat room is built into the same page. All of it is free for you. Just go to cam.freetalklive.com. To access it, that's cam.freetalklive.com. A lot of people are looking to get uh, precious metals right now. Certainly the Federal Reserve hasn't stopped printing money. There's a lot more money in circulation. That's driving commodities up. It's a real commodities bull market. I expect the uh, prices of uh, precious metals, gold and silver, to uh, to go up over time. That means you'll probably make some money if you invest now. You can go to gold.freetalklive.com and get some gold and silver at some of the best prices you'll be able to find on the Internet. It's gold.freetalklive.com. I don't know if you're really making money in that case, Mark. It just did the illusion of making money. Because gold and silver hold their value in uh, relation to the value of the dollar. So well, not necessarily. it may appear as though you're making money. If people are buying more of it, though, then the, the demand is high. and Could be. But over time, it tends to kind of tends keep to even the out. value. So, I don't know. Is that... Uh, is that- well, is that false advertising? Well, if you're, you're, the fact is that you're, uh, your job isn't paying you more, right? So 
even though the shadow inflation is 10%, maybe 12%, mm-hmm. your job isn't increasing your pay by 10 or 12%. That's true. So if you can invest in gold now and then um, cash out later, then you're going to be making money. I see where you're coming from. 855-450-FREE. I just consider gold and silver a good store of value. I don't look at it personally as an in, uh, as an investment. I look at something to hold on to. Uh, so if you need to liquidate at some point, you can do that. Uh, you can also use it in, you know, come the apocalypse of the U.S. dollar totally going into crazy hyperinflation mode. And, uh, and then it will become really useful uh, if that ever happens. So there's all kinds of reasons to have it. Again, silver.freetalklive.com is where you can go. I certainly have some. That's uh, silver.freetalklive.com. All right, so we've been talking about this uh, guy who's been arrested in a bar in Iowa. He was arrested in a bar in Iowa City. (laughs) Idaho City, right. Iowa City. (laughs) Now you're just screwing with me. Just stay off the crack, Ian. And uh, I have never used crack. Thank you very much. Please don't uh, intimate that uh, that I've ever done such a thing. It was the advice that you gave. He's just concerned about you. Apparently he is. Uh, so uh, this guy was arrested in a bar charged with public intoxication. We don't yet know what the plea deal was. He right. did take a plea. We're not sure what the uh, the actual sentence is going to be in this case. But I, I guess it kind of brings up the question of, well, somebody might be listening to this thing. Well, all right. Well, what, do you support people being all drunk in public? Uh, do you support people staggering down the street and and looking trashy? I wouldn't be surprised at all if people have had too much to drink in a bar. Many people, this guy's blood alcohol was 0.2. 0.2 something. Yeah, yeah. 0.212. Uh, and, you know, there's no evidence that he was going to drive home at this point. We're only talking about somebody who's, at this point, we're only talking about bipedal locomotion. I think that most people would say that, you know, they've met people that have hung out in bars and sobered up a little bit after having a couple of drinks. You never know exactly. For one, um, did this, they, they shouldn't be breathalyzing somebody 15 minutes after uh, until 15 minutes after they've imbibed some alcohol because mm-hmm. there's the the alcohol in your mouth will throw off the sure. the number this guy doesn't have a lawyer isn't going to fight this i don't no, think that done. they can get him for public intoxication in the first place unless it's specific in saying that you know it's a business he's not in public Sorry. Um, I think that this this case is entirely messed up, but it's probably cheaper for this guy just to go ahead and plead out in the way he sees it. It probably is. I mean, I, I don't see why maybe he doesn't have the courage to go to court to um, defend himself against those charges. But I would think when he you know wakes up from his drunken stupor, he says, wait a minute, public. I wasn't in public. I can fight this. No well, jury will late. convict me. But is it? Is it? No, he's, he's already he taking the plea. He didn't plead. Uh, well, no, he's he's suggesting when he came to from uh, yeah, yeah. not came to oh, but yeah. when he, he sobered made the decision up. Decision too early. I don't think uh, you know. I don't think can, most people even consider not taking a plea. But can they? Can they maybe call that entrapment or something? Because they they had him take the plea deal while he was still they, intoxicated. You can't call it anything when you take. And I don't know that he took the plea deal when he was intoxicated. Is that I don't so? No, it seems I, like it. No, that's just your probably thing. not. That's probably just, not. Okay, look, D- Derek. <laughs> fewer than one percent of arrests result in a trial. The uh, vast, vast 99 point something percent of result in pleas or the case being dropped. And most of them are pleas. He could have, if you think about it. Normally, you're, you're not going to have a chance to take a plea until you talk to a prosecutor. But if it was something like, if it's a city ordinance... Have. I'm not saying... Right, if, if it's a city ordinance 
then it may have simply been like a ticketable kind of an offense, or they might have just taken him into the station and then kind of issued a ticket and then released him. There's always that possibility. Or and they could, said, we theory, will release you if you sign this and plead out. If not, you're going to have to go in jail and you can fight it. Well, I was going to say that he could also like check the box on the back of the complaint. He could, in theory, have uh, had pled guilty while still intoxicated. Well, That's certainly a possibility. Your original Impossible. question was, do you know Mark and I, or even the listeners, support... You know, public intoxication, people walking around. Well, that was the intention drunk. behind these laws, right? Is to clean up the streets, get the uh, the the hobos and the winos and the people that are stumbling drunk off the streets, and to create this uh, utopian version of uh, the city where no one gives any indication that they are uh, intoxicated while walking about. Look, That's the so, intention. Okay, while I don't like what what I would define as annoying people who are like screaming and flailing yeah. as they walk down the street, like I don't support that. But those are the pretty rare, even among drunk people, right? <laughs> they are. And I would think that, okay, given my background in, in how laws work, when you outlaw something, you sort of get more of it, sort of like prohibition Seems makes like drugs more available, uh, f- as a for instance. So I would think a public intoxication law would follow the same logic and create more people who are publicly intoxicated. I don't know if it really works that way, but I would love to take away those laws and see what happens. See if maybe the behavior on the streets gets even better because people have, you know, just nothing to go by. They don't have to uh, rely on the state to do their thinking. It's all personal responsibility and how they want to appear to the public. I'd be interested in seeing as well. It'd be an interesting experiment. And I know that in some places they don't have um, open container laws like Savannah, Georgia, I think. uh, Is it... uh, New Orleans doesn't have it either. and Key West. But what about public intoxication, though? Are there places that don't have open container laws that also don't have public intoxication laws? If you know of that place, I'd be curious to know about what it's like to live there at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Because ultimately, we'd all like to get rid of the idea of government-run property, I think, in the first place. So... When it comes down to having a, a, a free marketplace and the question of what do you do with intoxicated people, what happens with intoxicated people, each property owner would set their own rules and then they'd have to have some way of enforcing those rules with some kind of a protection agency that's going to take unreasonable, loud people and remove them from the property. Because ultimately mm. you don't want the shouting drunk guy standing in front of your business because he's going to scare people well, away. To some extent, but remember, some towns, some cities make money by being the place where you can go and get ass faced um right. as long as you're not driving i'm just saying the private property owner would make yeah. the decision sure. i don't know about you but i don't want the shouting drunk guy in front of my business agreed unless it's maybe a bar and you want to attract more shouting drunk people if that's the kind of business you're running yeah maybe you sell tchotchkes <laughs> on the uh, the streets where there are a bunch of bars and you count on people getting a little schnockered and coming in and spending way too much money on right. your, your stuff just keep a net and just net them and then pull them away if they get too crazy. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you have any experience with uh, towns where there's not so much uh, in the way of restriction as far as uh, being intoxicated on the streets, I'd be curious about it. Or you can bring up absolutely anything that might happen to be on your mind. Coming up, arrested for an overdue library book. It's Free Talk Live. It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter, and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian-inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. 
If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder, and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. Take control of the airwaves toll-free and dial in at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. You can tune in to our live streams. We've got those available in broadband, midband, and narrowband sizes. Different uh, streams for different size internet connections. Plus, over 100 AM and FM radio stations across the country that air the show throughout the week. Our XM satellite radio channels are available to you every single night. And we also have a free-to-air KU band satellite. There's webcam and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Plenty of ways for you to get Free Talk Live into your ears. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. You know, it's uh, Independence Day Eve uh, this evening, and uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow a lot of people have uh, a holiday. Of course, a lot of them will call it the 4th of July, and I'm sure we can talk more about how that's... It is the 4th of July. Yeah, but it's supposed to be a holiday called Independence Day. We can talk more about how Americans are becoming more and more dependent on the government and that the whole Independence Day thing is kind of a joke. But for those of you who actually do understand what independence is all about, for those of you who actually uh, really value the ideas of liberty and are willing to, I don't know, put a little bit of time and effort into working towards them, you should go to freestateproject.org. Take a moment and read through the site. It is a really interesting idea. It's the reason why the three of us are here together tonight is the Free State Project to bring as many liberty-minded people all to the same place so we can actually have a chance at being independent um, because there are still people out there that are like us that want this. But they're alone, or at least they feel alone, or they feel like there's hardly anyone around uh, that, that agrees with them. And it's just not the case, and it's certainly not the case here in New Hampshire, thanks to the Free State Project, because now we have over 1,000 people in New Hampshire specifically because of the Free State Project. There are nearly 12,000 people that have uh, registered for, signed up for the Free State Project that are, are pledging to make the move to New Hampshire and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. So we want to reach 20,000. So if you could help us with that, that'd be great. We'd love to have you up here at freestateproject.org. Go to freestateproject.org. As we continue here with more ridiculous arrests, uh, first starting the show out with a, a man in a bar arrested for public intoxication. He took a plea deal, which, as you pointed out, Derek J., if he hadn't taken the plea deal, maybe he would have had a really good case, being that he was in a bar at the time, not actually out stumbling through the streets or whatever. But then again, what's really the problem with somebody being drunk in the streets anyway? I mean, I guess it'd be bad if they were peeing all over the place or puking in, front of, drunk. Puking in front of somebody's but business. But then those would be the crimes. Great Vices point. are not right. crimes. Littering or, so, you know... Vandalism. Defiling, vandalism, yeah. something like that. Right. Once you're starting to damage someone's property or, you know, just Make once it, it crosses that line, yeah, then there's a crime being committed. It may be a low-level crime and it may best be handled privately, but still, With a hose, yeah. you know, just... <laughs> but, but still, just the act of being drunk, that is not a crime. I, I It shouldn't I be. couldn't see how. And, but I could understand why a property owner wouldn't want somebody who's inebriated on their property, in which case I would... Su- I would support their ability to remove that person or have that person removed from their property. But to put them into a cage, to attempt to extract uh, money from them. And to force the whole neighborhood to pay for it? That too. Yeah, none of those things are appropriate. So there are other ridiculous arrests, though, uh, that we can talk about. And uh, Derek J., you seem to have uh, quite a few tonight. Here's one. A man in Minneapolis suffers a concussion. And he was beaten 
by five different cops on Father's Day. Oh, gosh. Wow. For having a bulge on his hip. Not that bulge, Mark. He was carrying a gun. And he had a concealed carry permit, and the cop didn't care. He pulled the gun off of the... Uh, the cop pulled the gun off of this man, whose name is Zachary King, held it up in the air, and, and started waving it around saying, Gun! 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 <laughs> Like a lunatic. Wow. Like he's never seen a gun before. Like he doesn't this have one on his hip. Right. This is a cop who's carrying a gun, has been trained to use one, knows not to swipe, you know, I guess that's the term for when, you know, you bring a loaded gun. To brandish. Uh, brandish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, uh, you know what I mean. So Take your word for it. Man. Thanks. <laughs> um, this is crazy. This is not this an a video of reaction. This? There's no video of the uh, incident happening. Uh, there is a video that was done later by some local news mm-hmm. because this is just crazy. Five cops team up and beat this man. His, you can see in the pictures, his his eye is all swollen up. It's all red. He has a bunch of stitches across his eye. I mean, Jeez. he is his head got busted open. That's so crazy by a group of men who are all carrying guns. And yet this guy having one legally is right. some sort of reason to freak out. So does it get it does the story get into detail on exactly when the encounter went from guy on the streets with a bulge to guy being beaten senseless? I mean, what uh, what transpired? Was it just the cops grabbed him and started beating him? Or was there some sort of questioning process beforehand? Nope. No, no, no. He, he did question him. He was walking down the street as he was looking, uh, leaving a local nightclub on Father's Day at, at night. And he had his concealed carry permit on him. He had his gun on him. And a, a cop asked him, you know what's uh what's that bulge over by your gun uh by your hip and so he said well i have my conceal and carry and it's it's my gun so he as most people who have these permits would likely do i mean many of the people who have concealed carry permits are of the kind of variety of folks that they're very proud to be law-abiding citizens they've got their concealed carry permit and they're proud of their permit because they've jumped through these government hoops and they've got their permit and doggone it it was difficult and they're in a lot of places good enough to carry a gun yeah and they want to show that off right so they're not afraid to tell the truth to the police officers so this guy went ahead and just said oh yeah my concealed carry I'll show you the ID, right? Yep, and he tried to pull the uh, concealed carry ID out of his pocket, and the, the officer freaked out. It was just in his back pocket, right. you know, where you would grab your wallet. And so I guess the officer thought he was going for his gun or something. He snatched right, it out of the holster. Right, because somebody tells you before they pull a gun on you that they've got a gun on them. I mean, that just doesn't, doesn't really it's make that so much sense. Paranoid. Logic need not apply so, yeah, that's what happened. I mean, the, the cop just asked him, you know, what was going on. He told him exactly. And it's no danger to anybody. I mean, I want to live in... No, but the cop brandishing the gun like he did is dangerous. I mean, that's not very cool. That should have been in the, the training course, right? Well, hey, you know, always know what's behind, you know, what's behind your target. And, you know, you're supposed to always know where the gun's line of sight is and everything like that. People die every year in America from bullets that are fired into the air. Well, when they come down. Yes, yeah, because they do that. Yeah. Well, officers of the law are supposed to be the ones who are, you know, keeping us safe. So they shouldn't be snatching guns out well, of people's holsters and then swinging them around. The person who's carrying the gun, too. This guy w- took every step that the law prescribed. He had done nothing wrong. And it looks and from from everything I've heard in the story, he just got kicked to sleep for nothing. OK, so is this where was this Minneapolis? 
this was totally in Minnesota. That. Minnesota, okay. Yep. So he was in Minnesota. You know, there is the possibility that in some states, the Liquor Commission has rules that say you can't have a gun in a, a bar, in a, a place that serves alcohol. There are some places like yep. that, as I understand it. New Hampshire is not one of those places, but uh, in some places. So maybe that was a factor? Nope, that was no? not the issue. He was charged with a misdemeanor obstructing the legal process. Oh, my god. That gosh. means they got nothing. Yeah, I mean, of that's course the, not. There's that's, no plea. He said he's going to take it to court. Of good course. for him. He has no criminal record. Looks he like he totally. By nothing. the sounds of it, he obstructed some fists and boots. I would think that would be the only, uh, you know, legal Can you imagine process that just he, being your, your average law-abiding, tax-paying citizen, and for whatever reason, one of these tax-feeding, uh, you know, badge-heavy cops out there decides, you know, I just don't like that you want to be equal to me and carry around a gun. Because oftentimes, uh, this is what happens. Now, I'm not saying every cop's a bully, but I am saying that bullies can be attracted to this kind of position. Yeah. And bullies don't like people that would, would propose to be as powerful as them. Well, and that's really all that it sounds like is going on here. It could also be some sort of racism, too. I didn't mention, but uh, Mr. King is also black. Well, what was he doing running around doing that for? Well, it, it's just a shame because it was Father's Day. Like, that's an extra hurtful part of it, you know? You don't want stitches halfway down your face, but you really don't want them on Father's Day. There's more coming up here. Uh, you are certainly welcome to jump in with your thoughts and bring up whatever's on your mind. More ridiculous arrests that you'd like to share? Maybe you've got a story. 855-450-FREE. That's one 855 Plus, we still got the library book uh, story coming up. <laughs> And in addition to that, uh, there's a naked man going on a ninja spree in downtown Indy as well. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring in anything you want. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we give to you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Hey, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there, different Amazons for different countries. Click into the right one for you and get your shopping taken care of. Get the stuff you're looking for and get a great deal because it's Amazon. You know they've got a huge selection and amazing prices and super fast shipping and all that stuff. You can go to shop.freetalklive.com and buy your stuff through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase. That's simple. Shop.freetalklive.com. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here uh, tonight. We've been talking about just absolutely ridiculous arrests that are going on. And thankfully, in this most recent one where the guy was actually beaten and then charged with uh, a crime by the police. Impeding justice or something like justice. that? Yeah, you know, something some, to that effect. obstructing the uh, the boots. Uh, Basically, and the same charge, legal process. The same charge I received when I was standing in front of a police car. But in that case, I actually did intend to obstruct, you know, what the police were doing. Yeah, this guy doesn't uh, sound like he was obstructing. No, anything. this guy was. What was what was he doing at the time? Was he walking walking down, down, the, down street? the street? He had a bulge 
on his waistline. He, he left a bar. That's right. No, no, it wasn't a bar. It was well, it was a nightclub. Okay. So maybe they sold alcohol, but even so, there are no restrictions in Minnesota um, statutes, no laws or hmm. whatever that no, none of their black magic that says uh, that a person is restricted from carrying a, a pistol We're, or any sort of gun from uh, an establishment that serves alcohol. Which is why he wasn't charged with that. So he, they charged him with this nonsense crime of obstructing government administration or justice or whatever it was called. There's a crime for everything. There's some law for anything that cops want to make up. They've got it's these true. catch-alls that they know yeah. how to use. They yeah. sure do. And good for him for not taking the plea deal. He says he's going to take this to court, and I hope he does. And I don't know if he's going to lawyer up or if he's going to do it on his own. Yeah, he's got a lawyer. But I hope that he will uh, be victorious and actually get some sort of damages out of this. Because you showed me the pictures during the break. I mean, they, this guy took a pretty serious beating. Yeah, five Big five time. guys on him. How many stitches? Um, it doesn't say how many stitches, but it goes from above his eyebrow to below his nose. That's so, a lot of stitches. So that's a lot. That's a lot. And um, he does say that there was a bystander who was able to capture the attack on video. Oh, wow. And so some of that can be seen online, but it's not very good. But he says that um, he's coordinating with internal affairs and hopes that the uh, street video from the Minneapolis police cameras will... Um, also shed some light on the situation. That would be well, handy. I hope internal affairs is of some use in this circumstance because I have seen plenty of internal affairs investigations just go nowhere. Go yeah. nowhere, yeah. It's their job to cover up, not to uncover. Well, you know, the police are really, uh, they're out there trying to keep you safe from men with bulges. I mean, just, it's so sad. These folks that are trying to, you know, in some cases, open carrying will get you some really negative attention from the police, too. Um, but these guys that are trying to exercise their rights when it comes to self-defense and being able to carry a weapon, they just have no – it seems like there's no end to the amount of uh, difficult times that the police will uh, will dish out to these guys. Yeah, when would it be okay in these cops' minds to carry a gun? If, Clearly if not- at no point. I mean I can't imagine what happened with the with, with the thought with the, the thought process of the officer in this circumstance. But he just saw a guy walking around with a bulge in his waist, asked him what that was. The guy said he had a permit, went to show him the permit, and the guy freaks out on him. You know, once again, I wonder if this is another example of where somebody should shouldn't have talked to the cops. Uh, you know, frequently we'll see examples of I don't know. T- talking to the so cops crazy. makes things worse. So obviously you're dealing with some nutty cops and you never know what rogue cops are going to do. I mean, they, even if you didn't talk to the cops, they still could have beat the crap out of them. Right. But think about it from this perspective. The cop t- stops him to uh, make contact and ask him what the bulge is. You are under no obligation whatsoever to explain yourself yeah. to that cop. I mean, it could be your insulin pump or something like that. I mean, you, you are under zero obligation to have a conversation with this guy. It's true. And so maybe had this guy just been like, sorry, gotta go. I'm on my way somewhere. Have just a nice happy day. to see you. Yeah. Uh, maybe he would not have had the same uh, encounter with the police. Then he wouldn't have been going for his uh, his wallet or his ID. Could be. The police may not have responded d- as violently. But then again, who knows? This cop might have been spoiling I mean, for a fight. This guy gave him all the deference in the world. Gave this police officer all the deference. A lot in the of world. good that does. A lot of, uh, well, a lot of good it did in this circumstance. That's for certain. I'm just saying that I I don't know. I mean, it seems to me that the cop could have just as easily said. I think the cop had had a better would have a better case if you didn't answer him in that circumstance. Simply because he say it looked as though the subject had a gun. He appeared to be intent upon some kind of um, you know d- d- evil deed. Mm-hmm. So I stopped him. I he wouldn't answer my questions. And probably I tend to lean away from answering. Probably, questions like that. if you have one of these permits, you're required to show it to a police officer if asked. 
Possibly. I would just think I would just think that the best thing to do is to treat him as you would any human, you know, with with respect and and some sort of honor. Don't um, you know, be mean to him or ignore him just because he has this badge because that's like so reactionary, right? Just like treat him like a normal person and uh, just get the encounter on video. That's right. the important part is like cuz if you don't have a camera around, I don't think it matters what you do you could always get beat up by the cops and, and they can make they whatever claims lie. they want to so yeah. as long as you have a video camera and you uh, record the interaction and you treat the individuals that you're dealing with like human beings then you've done nothing wrong and the audience will see that i agree and and a normal person does not need to know that you're carrying a firearm right so if like some guy who's you know the cashier at the Walmart asks you if you you're carrying you don't have to tell him either uh, in fact that's usually the reason why people are concealed carrying because they don't want everybody I, uh, to know about yes, it. the element of surprise I would love to know whether um, or not the uh, you know these these uh, concealed carry permits in this particular state or any state require you to show it to a law enforcement officer if they ask on I suspicion. On suspicion of what? Well, uh, on suspicion of, like, the, the cops can just ask anybody they want to. Excuse me, do you have a uh, concealed carry permit? I mean, he didn't have any evidence that he was dealing with somebody that was carrying a firearm at that point. He had a suspicion. Was it a reasonable suspicion? Maybe. I would but think only if he imagine. sees him about to commit a crime or having just committed a crime. No, no, you guys are living in the world of reasonable. Law does not <laughs> does not stretch into the world of reasonable. Law says what what it says, and it generally errs on the side of giving deference to the police. This would be one of those instances where actually having a law enforcement officer call the show would be. Uh, I mean, it's, it's frequently useful. This would be one of those instances where it'd be very useful to have a Leo in one of these states uh, that we're talking about, because obviously New Hampshire doesn't have the same. Uh, concerns with a lot of these firearm issues that a lot of other states do. You know what? What? What are the protocols? I mean, do this is a cop able to just stop somebody on the streets and demand a con- concealed carry permit when he has absolutely no evidence beyond his own hunch well, that we, the person is concealed carrying? We already know that in Philadelphia and New York City, cops are able to just pat people down and, and do searches, stop and know, frisk. So. The Fourth Amendment's already out the window in some places, so this uh, next little step into asking if you have a gun and, you know, let's see your papers, that's not too far-fetched, right? Let's go to Norm. He's actually listening in Minnesota. Norm, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Derek, Jay, and Mark. Well, thank you for your service. Uh, uh, comment I have is some of these characters want to get beat up. and uh, Some people carrying a gun want to get beat up? Yep, believe it or not, they want sympathy from their girlfriend or something. But what they would run into is some really strong farm boy or farm hand that uses them for a punching bag, and they can really get worked over pretty bad. So Why would that be the case? Able- I'm sorry, Norm. Why would someone who carries a concealed weapon want to get beat up? That doesn't make any sense. It would seem like that's the kind of person What do farm hands have to do with this? That, excuse me. That no, would no, seem I'm, like the kind I'm, of person who I'm does not want that. to get beat up. Iowa. Sorry, Norm, you got a bad cell. Can you try that again? Tell you what, I'm going to put Norm on hold. He's got a he's got a bad cell. It I think he like- might be talking about the uh, the guy that uh, propositioned the police officer in Iowa City is what I guess I heard him say. Iowa. So he may not be talking about the circumstance where the guy was beat up um, by... So half an hour ago, we were talking about the other story where there was a drunk guy in a bar who said something to a cop the cop didn't like. Yeah, something very unwise. 
okay, I could kind of see that. Some guys sort of want to play it cocky and just like, hey, watch this. I'm not, you know, he's not going to do anything. But even in that case, I don't think that person wanted to get beat up. I think he maybe wanted to flirt with a cop that he thought was handsome. I mean, he was drunk. Oh, it sounded to me like he was uh, goading that police officer. To, that's what it sounds like to me. I don't know. It doesn't sound like he even got beat up. So I'm I'm confused if, you know, what Norm is even talking about, really. Cause yeah, getting, maybe he's conflating was, the two together. Yeah, there was no um, beating up, as far as I know, just that he got arrested. In the arrested. first story, there was yeah. no beating up. The guy in the bar got arrested for being public intoxication. The second story, the guy in Minnesota was beat up for having a concealed weapon. Which was totally legal. And he had state permission to, to carry. Norm, are you back with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, so which story are you talking about here? I'm talking about the one in Iowa. Okay, like I didn't get beat that, up. It, yeah, it, 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 he didn't get beat up by anybody. The cops come in and found him, and he started running his mouth off to the cops. Like, he's probably had been running his mouth off to other patrons. Do you think he should have been arrested? I'd like to bring you back, talk about that further. Hang on, Norm. 855-450-FREE. You should be able to run your mouth to the cops. That's one of the things. It's unwise. Cops are supposed to leave you alone. Hey, college students. The Independent Institute in Oakland, California, is putting on the Challenge of Liberty seminar this summer. You can spend a week connecting with other liberty-minded students from around the world, attending seminars with libertarian luminaries, and grappling with pressing issues facing the world's economy and its people. Go to seminar.freetalklive.com. It's $195 for the class and $300 for the room and meals at the beautiful Notre Dame de Nemours University in Belmont, California. Seminar.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want here at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can actually create the content there. All you have to do is find something online that you think is interesting and then submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. It will then appear on the site in the upcoming stories section. That's where you can cast a vote on it, uh, vote up or down, and then the most voted up make it to the front page of the site. Many more people see it, and we're more likely to see it, talk about it on the air. So go and get interactive at freetalklive.com. And when I say we, it's Ian here with you. And Derek J. And Mark. And Derek J., by the way, uh, back with us courtesy of his website, which is livefreeordance.com. And have you been blogging there since you've uh, gotten out of uh, jail? I have, yeah. I've updated a couple of new things if people are interested in what my life is now like, now that I've served 60 days in the Keen Spiritual Retreat. Hard AKA. time! <laughs> yep. It's, it could be harder. Yeah, it's it resembles kindergarten, but it's also jail. <laughs> So, uh, well, it is very institutional, right? I mean, if you went to a government school, then there are some similarities between jail and school, right? But there's time to play Connect Four, which there wasn't in school. <laughs> so, live for your dance. They have a Connect com. Four uh, thing in, at the jail, and somebody hasn't lost all the pieces. What would you expect them to do with the Connect Four pieces? Oh, I, I'm just <laughs> look. 
<laughs> Having yes, spent plenty of time of in, in, in incarcerated myself, I can tell you that nobody can keep the pieces you to anything. You can't hide them anywhere. You're in a maximum security jail, for goodness sakes. And everyone would get mad the next time they try and play Connect Four. Don't you know? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. So I'm stumped. Anyway, Derek J. Like no jail uh, I've ever yes, heard of. here courtesy livefreeyourdance.com. Yes. Also, victimlesscrimespree.com. Uh, very exciting new project. You finally got to see it, actually. Last time you were here, uh, I hadn't you had seen not it. yet seen it. Uh, so you've now seen your own documentary because. It's- it's great. Go yeah. and see it. You, you can't <laughs> see it yet. You can't tell people to go and see it because they can't yet. Oh, it's not, it has not yet been released. It's going to be up there soon. The finishing touches are still being put on Derek J's victimless crime spree. Some very special people who were at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it, that's why they were special, um, the, the, they got to see a preview version of the film, but even that wasn't the completed uh, version of it. That's so. right. We've added some things. My release from jail. There's there shooting going on right interviews. now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Shooting is still going on, but it's should still be finished by the end of the month. So check out the website. I think that's reasonable, yeah. Yeah, victimlesscrimespree.com by the end of the month. If you go there now, you'll see a trailer. Also, I'm doing some blogging there. You're going to love my videos. Go check it out. Yes, indeed. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll go back to Norm listening in Minnesota. Now, Norm, last hour for our listeners just tuning in, we had talked about a couple of ridiculous arrests, and one guy was in a bar. He made a, a comment to one of the cops that had come into the bar for some sort of a shakedown. I guess the cops do this from time to time where they harass bar owners and their patrons. And so in this case, the guy made a comment to one of the uh, the cops about how he likes a man in uniform. And the cops didn't like that very much, I guess. So they picked on this guy and ended up arresting him for public intoxication mm-hmm. in a while bar. in a bar. So the charge is public intoxication, but he was in a private establishment. And you, maybe I misunderstood what you were saying. I want to make sure we get a chance to clarify it, or you get a chance to clarify it, Norm. What were you getting at? Were you suggesting that uh, you know he deserved to be arrested for saying something flippant to the cops? No, I think this is the cops' way of protecting that guy from. Somebody beating the daylights out of them. There's people that would take uh, great offense. And like I said, uh, about 99% of the patrons uh, would ignore remarks about, you know, their sexual gender and what he wanted to do with them. And, you know, this is the way I understood the story started, you know, that he made remarks about uh, um, what he that he liked cops. And it, it sounded like he was implying that he was a homosexual. Yeah, and Norm, uh, it does sound like that, it, and it sounds like he liked the way this officer looked. And there is a gay bar, the story mentions, just uh, down the street, so it doesn't sound like it's the kind of neighborhood where people would you know, punch someone in the face for, for complimenting how they look in a uniform. Well, I think you it's really, really unwise. Norm, are you really and, trying to suggest the cops did this guy a favor by arresting him? Yeah, yes I am. Because, that's, I think uh, that's ridiculous. Well, um, years ago I worked in law enforcement, and uh, Seeing things from the other side is a little bit different. Uh, some of these people, they're really testy. They'll come and they'll make remarks to you, and they want to see how you react. And you, you have to ignore a lot of it. That's right. Uh, That's what a professional they, cop would do. If, if you say something nasty to a professional cop or you say F you, pig, or whatever it is you say to them, they're supposed to ignore that. They're supposed to go on and look for real criminals who are actually hurting uh, people. But in this case, they didn't, and you're excusing it. You're excusing it by no, saying that they I, did him a favor. No. Uh, what would happen, not necessarily that time, but if he'd run into the right uh, or the wrong guy, I should say. He did run into uh, the wrong guy. This guy kidnapped him and then charged him yeah. with a criminal act. 
that's probably a whole lot better than getting his jaw broken or, you know, getting the daylights beat out of him. And, Are you serious? Uh, yes, he's very yeah, serious. Real, Norm? Come and, on. And I, yeah, I can, I can refer you to a, uh, a case about 35 years ago over in western Minnesota in a town called Fergus Falls where two farm boys took their, well, they're, they're somewhat grown men, I guess, at the time, brought their wives over to a, a nightclub, and they, you know, for supper, and they were sitting there trying to enjoy their supper, and this guy comes up and started making some very disparaging remarks in front of these guys about their wives. Pretty and unwise. They, uh, yeah, that's un- right. And the, one of the guys got up and just decked this character and done about $2,000 worth of dental work uh, that had to be done, and the, the the guys and their wives got up and left. Well, they eventually traced them back over to Wapen and Breckenridge area and, and were arrested and sued and, and what have you. Well, the- if you're going to be hanging out in bars, you know there's a chance you're going to talk to somebody at some point who's going to be really drunk and going to take something you say the wrong way and could possibly get into uh, some sort of a violent encounter. I mean, uh, that's just, I think, a reality of going to bars in some cases because some people are like that. Uh, but uh, to, to excuse the police, to uh, apologize for the police uh, by saying that they did him a favor by arresting oh, yeah. him and ki- you know, that's a kidnapping as far as I'm concerned. They kidnapped this man. You're saying, well, something worse could have happened to him, but something bad did happen because of the police. He could have gone through his night and been fine. Maybe he'd been in that bar and hit on a number of people in uniform. Uh, you know, maybe some military guys had come in there and, you know, they hadn't taken it the wrong way. Maybe he felt comfortable in this bar. Uh, maybe he knows most of the patrons that come into this bar. I mean, we don't know what all the factors are in this particular case. I mean, to, to, to excuse what the police did, I think it's pretty, um, it's, in, it's really insensitive. Well, I, I respectfully disagree with you. I, I think if it saved this guy some serious physical harm and probably wised him up. Uh, Do you think people no. should just keep their comments to themselves? Should they just not compliment people? Well, you know, people do, but uh, it's unbelievable how how negative some people are out there. They're they're looking for a fight, or they're looking to get beat up for sympathy. You know, and I I've actually seen it, and I couldn't believe it when I seen it. This this one character was trying to get pick a fight with a couple of guys, and he was in no condition to fight. Well, Norm, do and, you think uh, if... The only thing I could conclude is that he wanted sympathy from a girlfriend or family members or somebody else. Well, some people just get really courageous when they've had too much to drink. I don't, I, you know, maybe it's just a, it's an assessment and I don't know what the assessment is, but I have seen in the same instances where somebody is just being really silly around people that could probably break their, break their neck if they mm-hmm. wanted to. I don't know what, what the reason is that people necessarily do it. Do you think there's a difference, Norm, if a stranger in the bar took it the wrong way and started to attack this uh, man who was complimenting them? Um, if if that man is able to defend himself, I think his last name what was it C- Corrigan. No, his first name was. By the way, when I was working in law enforcement, I had many occasions to walk into bars and uh, see people. The majority of them are well behaved, and there are a few that they'll do stupid things. And once they make contact with you, and I'm talking about this. One time, a guy actually grabbed the handle of my service revolver. Oh, that's a dangerous I, move. Whoa. <laughs> Thanks, oh, yeah. Norm, for the call. I appreciate your thoughts. 855-450-FREE. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
That's a risky one. one 450 You can take control of the airwaves and we're going to pay anything. It's Free Talk Live. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 Tunes. With C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, LRN.FM, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at C-Crane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. They're all totally free. freetalklive.com. And the features include the news updates. You may get signed up, and then you can follow Free Talk Live in whatever way is best for you. Perhaps email, perhaps Twitter, Facebook. All of it is free. Go to news.freetalklive.com. If you have uh, connectivity problems at your house due to sort of poor Wi-Fi reception, maybe you've got a big house or you've got two units on your lot or whatever it is, um, you know, maybe your your router only really works in the basement and just doesn't uh, you know stretch up to the, the the upper room. I don't know. If you've got it, I certainly had it, and um, there's a product out there. It's called the Sea Cranes Super. USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3, and it changed everything at our house, just changed everything. Um, This antenna allows you to get Wi-Fi reception for up to a mile. I'm not kidding you. People think that I'm exaggerating when I say this. This device is amazing. Um, you've got a, you know, and and Sea Crane has uh, has warranties. So if it doesn't work for you, then no problem. You can uh, return it. There's Ccrane dot com, c c r a n e dot com, and you can go check out the Super USB Wi Fi Antenna Three for yourself. It's an amazing device. When you check out, be sure to mention Free Talk Live, and you get a free flashlight when you do. That's uh, Ccrane dot com. All right, so eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Ty is in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Derek, Jay, and Mark. Yeah, hey, I was just kind of wondering. You know, I understand that uh, liberty minded people. It's kind of like a spectrum where you've got minarchists on one side, and I guess I don't know if you'd really call them anarchists or voluntarists on on the far side too. Uh, I wouldn't call so them there's, anarchists. There's, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I'm trying to avoid labels anyway, but people that that think that there's some place for uh, an institution of government and some people who think that people should just get along together and create their own societies. Um, But I was just kind of surprised when I was listening to the podcast from last night at the end of it, uh, an Edgerton Post where Mark interviews, I guess, is the the vice presidential candidate running with uh, Gary Johnson is that correct? Right, as uh, so Gary Johnson's running for president under the vice uh, under the libertarian ticket and his vice presidential candidate is a uh, uh, Dr. James Gray. I thought he was a judge. I, I, maybe it's a doctor. I don't know. Yeah, Judge James Gray. Yeah, I think he's a judge. I think okay. he's a judge. That's he's a, he's one of the anti-war on drugs judges out there, so he's really good on that. I think issue. everybody who's a who's a you know lawyer anyway has a doctor of uh, jurisprudence, so I might be saved in that area. Maybe but. so. Now I didn't hear this interview, and uh, many of our uh, you know live radio listeners have not heard. So what was the surprise? What was the content well, that you're referring to? I was to? surprised because I, I'm just kind of wondering where where the line is drawn. I was 
I have never heard until I heard that interview, I'd never heard somebody who uses the term libertarian, self-applies the term libertarian, saying the praises of Alexander Hamilton, of all people. (laughs) That's one of the things he said at the interview was he wanted to go back to the founders like Alexander Hamilton and a consumption tax. You know, I mean, he was advocating the essentially the fair tax. I don't think he used the term oh, the fair tax um, in the interview. And I told him that I would be happy to debate the fair tax with him at another time. The interview was, uh, you know, I was up against the wall as far as time frame goes. And, uh, you know, I, I have sympathy for people that support the fair tax. Um, it is a simpler, probably more fair tax. Um, it, it doesn't uh, have the... Um, it doesn't uh, punish people for saving. It doesn't punish people for earning. It uh, it's a tax on consumption. I don't see how any tax is fair or um, any group of people gets the right to tax you for anything. Frankly, uh, those things don't make sense to me. But. I have sympathy, but the only way that I would think that the uh, fair tax could ever get any legs, and I didn't have it, I just didn't want to answer another question because generally on my interview program, I've I've got people who are very good at interviews, and very good at interviews means that they generally give long answers, and I just didn't have another three or four minutes to uh, to handle it. But I would like to see, uh, you know, a, a demand that they repeal the Sixteenth Amendment. That's the amendment allowing an income tax before they ever would institute some kind of. Uh, consumption tax. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, but my, my question is, I'm just wondering, along that continuum, that spectrum uh, of liberty-minded people, I'm thinking that at least, you know, there's there's one place on that spectrum where you're, you're not really liberty-minded. It's more statism with just the, the rhetoric of liberty. You know what I'm saying? And I'm wondering, anybody who considers Alexander Hamilton to be a lover of liberty. I don't know if they just don't understand or well. Now explain what. for uh, for listeners why Alexander Hamilton, because a lot of people just hear people hearkening back to the founding fathers as though they were all right. of, the, of like mind. So why is Alexander Hamilton a questionable figure for you? Well, he's a questionable figure for me because he's he's the father of central banking. So he's the, he's the one that really started the idea in this country way of monopolizing, cartelizing banks. Um, he is also the one that really set the seeds for America becoming an empire instead of being a confederation. He was actually a very brilliant politician because his people called themselves federalists when they were really nationalists. So the people who really wanted to maintain the confederation had to become anti-federalists to oppose him. People like, uh, Patrick Henry and Thomas Jefferson, if they opposed them, they would be labeled anti-federalists because Mm -hmm. they called themselves federalists even though they weren't. Kind of a similar tactic that some of the people uh, use today, calling themselves progressives or liberals when there's nothing to do with freedom or actually making human progress. No doubt about it. I look. I share your concerns. You, you seem surprised. I have to ask: uh, Is this your first uh, this encounter with uh, this guy, this James Gray? Uh, is this your first encounter with like a libertarian presidential candidate or anything the Libertarian Party has done within the last five, six years? Uh, well, I I did get involved a little bit with the Libertarian Party and gave up when, when it was became Bob Barr. <laughs> so why are you surprised? I mean, it's the same party. Well, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised about the Libertarian Party part. I'm just surprised that somebody 
who self-applies a libertarian label who would well, would I, are, talk well about Alexander Hamilton. I just I, I just can't fathom that. Ty, it doesn't sound <laughs> like you're a fan of politicians in the first place. I have to ask, are you a person who is planning on voting anyway? No, I'm actually I, – I used to be a voter, but I, I, I kind of agree with uh, P.J. O'Rourke. You know, it just encourages them. <laughs> so, so – yeah, it's I sort think, of like endorsing what they do, or at least in, endorsing. Yeah, I don't, I don't see I don't think any. That it's immoral to vote, but I think that that is kind of playing into the system. You know, it's, I kind of compare it to the Lord of the Rings and the Ring of Power. You know, you can't. It's not a matter of finding the right person to wear the ring, and and everything is going to be okay. It's the fact that people want to have power over others that causes all the problem, and that's really ultimately what politics is: sure. is trying to well, say what's going to apply to other people, whether they like it or not. So you shouldn't be surprised when someone calls themselves a libertarian, but then goes on to open their mouth in ways that reveal that they don't really know what the term means. But then again, the term doesn't mean today what it used to because of people like James Gray and people like uh, Bob Barr and all these other folks that have called themselves libertarians, talk show hosts like Neil Bortz or Glenn Beck. They call themselves libertarians, but they aren't, the, they aren't the same kind I, I of libertarian I that I was when I joined the Libertarian Party like over a decade ago. So thanks for the call, man. I always appreciate it. 855-453. You take control. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want. 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features waiting for you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com is the site. Lots of features, including archives, going all the way back to late 2006. Yeah, that's a lot of shows, and they're all free for you. So all you have to do is go to freetalklive.com and click on whichever show you'd like. If you go into the archives section, it'll take you all the way back to 06. And also, another way to access our archives is through SoundCloud. We now have a SoundCloud page. If you go to freetalklive.com, look on the left-hand side under Listen and Share. You'll find our link to SoundCloud there. And that makes it easier than ever to share the episodes of Free Talk Live that you like with your friends. So you can use the Share button on any of our SoundCloud links, and then that'll make it so you can plug it right into your Facebook page, your Twitter, and various other social networking options. So once again, uh, go and tune in over at uh, to whatever archive you like at freetalklive.com. Yeah, and when you share the show, it's, uh, it's really great for Free Talk Live. Um, it allows you know your, your friends on Facebook, you like the program, well, your friends on Facebook might like it too. SACL CAI is a company that um, that handles accounts receivable. If you need, if you have a company, need to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI will handle collections 
early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables. They know that the way they treat your customers reflects on you. And so their staff is respectful. They record every call so that uh, you can be sure of what they're saying and they have the best equipment money can buy. Your business will be handled as efficiently as possible with SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Still to come, an arrest for an overdue library book. Derek J is going to tell us about that one. But first... Uh, we are, uh, unless there's some sort of sporting event on, I don't believe there is, but we're on in Indianapolis uh, right now in WXNT. And I wonder if anybody uh, who's listening tonight was around when David Martin was walking down the middle of the street naked. Apparently, uh, last week, this uh, the video came out last week. I'm not sure exactly when the event happened. Uh, the footage was posted to Live Leak on Friday. It shows a man walking down the middle of the street in the buff and punching people during a violent nighttime frenzy in Indianapolis on, excuse me, here you go, May 20th is, uh, is when this went down. Police responding to the scene attempted to subdue the 27-year-old with a stun gun, but the shock had no effect on Martin, who wow. continued to fight the officers with karate-like kicks. The guy's a ninja, man! Holy S! An unidentified narrator says during the clip, no way, that guy's strong. He's got to be on something, the narrator adds. Martin allegedly injured a female officer when he pushed her into a building. He also pun- punched a male cop in the face several times. The video shows a crowd of onlookers gathering to watch Martin's bare-bottomed antics, with several bystanders eventually stepping in to help cops restrain him. Martin was charged with battery, resisting law enforcement, and public indecency. He admitted to using spice, a synthetic form of cannabis, what? shortly before the rampage. Oh, my. Statewide ban on spice is set to go in effect in Indiana on Sunday. That would have been uh, either that's either this Sunday or, let's see, I'm not sure when this story was from. It's from Sunday, July 1st. So it's either coming up this coming weekend or it is already in, uh, in, in effect. Spice has been banned across indiana the video was posted the same day that an arizona man was arrested for stripping down and going on a wild carjacking spree but i have to ask was he on spice too that wasn't mentioned but uh, but i'm curious has anyone who's done spice actually had some sort of a violent uh response to it like this spice is this synthetic cannabis it's a chemical that is uh, manufactured in china or wherever it is manufactured it's sprayed upon uh kind of an herbal mixture typically and the idea is it's supposed to mimic the effects of cannabis now i know that when uh pete and Adamo from coplock.org were traveling once there was somebody who uh, allowed them to take a few bong rips of some spice or k2 which is another brand they're different brands different and they may be slightly different chemical configurations as well there's like jw H12, JWH, you know, 817. There's these different tweaks, essentially, yep. that can be made to the, the I know marijuana scare, scares some people, the idea of marijuana. This stuff scares me far more because it's a synthetic stuff and it hasn't, you know, doesn't have near the history. Right. This is the stuff that a guy who, you know, wants to get high on some weed and can't find his dealer's number, or like isn't around or something, they go to the store and say, oh, look, they sell this alternative. And it must be safe because the, the state allows them to sell it. So, And maybe it's not. I mean, it's who- not safe. Look at what crazy stuff happens. Well, that's if this is, you know, that's if this guy's telling the whole truth about what he did. And well, that's why I've I'm never wondering. heard a story like this from someone on weed. Me neither, but I've also never heard a story like this from someone on Spice. Uh, so, I mean, the the last story I heard about somebody doing one of these synthetic can- uh, cannabinoids is that it essentially locked them to the couch. That you know they weren't going also pretty anywhere. scary. They weren't going anywhere. Like it was such an intense high, like a body buzz or something like that, that they were just pretty much locked down. Uh, so, I mean, obviously people are different. 
an individual is going to respond perhaps differently than another individual might. And I'm wondering what your experience has been with uh, mm-hmm. with Spice. 855-450-FREE. Is this believable? Or Naked Ninjas. Right. I mean, is this believable <laughs> that this guy would have smoked some Spice and then ended up naked in the streets attacking people? And now, whether he attacked uh, regular folks or just the police, it's not made clear in this uh, this piece. Dave is actually with us here in Indianapolis uh, listening to WXNT. Is Dave, are you not the same Dave from the story, are you? I am the Romney voting Dave from Indianapolis that is going to help save the republic while you guys sit at home on your arses, crying over the fact that Spice is also illegal. I don't know why. You guys, you should be raising hell right now. So I guess you're this not the Dave running through the streets naked in, in downtown No, 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 I pretty much keep my clothes on and I can have my fun indoors. Pretty I don't need much. Play myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys, this, this is your poster child, man. You what? guys got to come to a brother's aid. What are you talking I mean, about? You know, shouldn't spice be legal as well? I mean, you're in for legalizing I think marijuana. It is actually spice is legal, not until well, Sunday. Well, I was going to say they're getting ready to shut the door on that one. But uh, no, you guys really no. You all need to get all things are Some permissible. Not, not all things are beneficial. Okay. Well, exactly. Cannabis so, being one of them. Okay, that's your opinion. Cannabis. If you stand yes, this is all Dave who calls and calls oh, me a doper. Oh, or whatever. I see. You yeah. think that cannabis makes people uh, dum dums? I, I'm not going to take the chance of them being out in public. Okay. They can stay at home and smoke it. Just don't come outside your house. Well, hey, look, as far as I'm concerned, that'd be a huge and, step of the, dire- of the right direction if you will allow people to uh, you know, transport marijuana to their home and smoke it there and, and stay home. That's fine and dandy. It'll well, keep- treat, it, treat, it like, uh, treat it like drunk driving, but don't allow them to light up anywhere but their house. Well, I think that that's certainly that it's certainly a huge step in the right direction. But I'd like to point out that we've had three presidents in a row that have been marijuana smokers at least some point in their life. It, it really doesn't they, make they you. They all admitted that it was the wrong thing to do, too. No, they didn't admit it. Oh, they said the it because story. people like you except out there Obama. Wait a minute, scold Obama. them okay, for it. I'll give you that one. What's that? Oh, yeah. It has to be Obama. What about Clinton? You liked him? Dave, do you think any of those presidents should have done jail time? If they were caught, they probably would have done jail time. Do you they think? Would have. Do you think that's uh, you know the right path? Well, not, do you think that's a good solution? I think to get them out of the public, yeah. Because <laughs> oh man, realize. Listen, now you guys, you go off every time. Listen, somebody I'm gets listening high, to you. Somebody gets high, they want to stay in their house. Fine. Somebody gets high, what they want to public, take a walk. Not in public. <laughs> You're totally, you're totally in control of yourself. You're totally in control of yourself. But uh, I've seen yeah. plenty of people sure. that are sober and walk around okay, the streets looking of, pretty wacky. We're not talking about plenty of. We're talking about the guy, like this guy, who could be a problem. Well, there's, okay. this guy could have been, been a problem with or without Spice. Right, this guy They're was probably crazy. There have been a lot of ninja fighting naked guys throughout the years Do you remember prior what to Spice. Common courtesy actually is? Should I be, I'm, so, I'm I sorry, Dave, should I be able to have a beer and walk down the street? Uh, not really. No. Should no. I be able to drink a beer in my house and then walk down the street? See, you can't, if you're, if you're under control, but there's well, a lot of everybody are, I know, who, hold on, Dave, have you ever known someone who smoked pot? Opinion. I've been around it, yeah. So, most of those people are in control, right? Well, see, you know, that depends. Not really. 
You don't think they're in control? Give me an example. Give me your, give me your absolutely ludicrous example of the uncontrollable <laughs> pot smoker that you've been around. That's what I want to hear. If you can hang on and you can tell us that story, I really want to hear about it. 855 I want to hear how voting for a, uh, a Romney is going to save the republic. One eight. <laughs> 855-450-3733. You can take control more with anti-pot Dave, for lack of a better term, uh, here. So we have one day that really likes Pot the Cost Show. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free, 855-453. 1-855-450-3733. Coming up, arrested for an overdue library book. Derek J. will give us the details on that one. Um, Of course, we'll take your calls about whatever happens to be on your mind. That's the point of this program. By the way, you can support Free Talk Live by becoming an amplifier. You can do that over at amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is simple. Uh, The concept is three bucks a month can help us get on more radio stations, bring more Internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So if these are valuable things to you and it's worth three bucks a month to spread the ideas of liberty as far and as wide as possible – then I think you'll find that we can do it better than, say, some of those Liberty think tanks can for a whole lot more. Like, their budgets are huge, but are they getting on uh, talk radio stations nationwide? Nope, they're not. We can do that. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com. We are doing it with over 100 stations, and I have to say that probably 80-plus of those stations are directly thanks to the Free Talk Live AMP program. I mean, it's a super majority of our of our radio stations, I believe, are on board because of listeners like you that are going to amp.freetalklive.com and helping us with that. So thanks in advance. And for those of you who have been amping, thank you for that, too. And for those of you who amped once upon a time but can't do it anymore for some reason, thanks. We appreciate that as well. Uh, so, But we'd love to have you back at amp.freetalklive.com. And you get perks like uh, the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum, podcast, and more. And the amp-only podcast doesn't have the regular podcast commercials in it. So once again, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Dave is listening to uh, Indies WXNT. And Dave, we've been talking about uh, cannabis. And actually, you kind of brought that one up because we were talking about the synthetic cannabis, which, of course, yes, we were. never would have. Yeah. Because the allegations are there was a guy there in your uh, very own Indy uh, who was running never through the streets attacking yeah. people and uh, fighting with the police. He claimed he was smoking spice, which is a synthetic cannabinoid. And, of course, Spice would never have come into existence had cannabis never been prohibited. And you are kind of a, a, of a decrim guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't throw that fist out there like that. You don't know that. Yes, I do. Well, you, you can't prove it. Blue had nothing to do with cannabis. I mean, come on. What's that? Well, well, you're wanting me to prove that somebody is not dangerous. That everybody is not dangerous. Hold on, you're going over. You're going over the edge. I didn't get back to that part yet. If you want to, you if you want to deny, if you want to say that uh, spice would exist, if cannabis were legal, it's it's a ridiculous argument. It is the sort, reason, of, sort of synthetic cannabis. Right. The, Why would somebody smoke synthetic? Sniffing glue. Okay. It's apples to oranges. It has nothing to do with oh, anything. But they got. But they're sniffing real glue, not synthetic glue, because they can they can buy they real glue legally. Sniff it, okay. What's if that? They get a buzz, they're going to try it. 
Doesn't matter what the hell it is. I think right, that, I think that, market, that might be true with some folks, but the market it is has synthetic to, cannabis. Hold on, the market has to demand something in order for Enough someone to supply it. Have to buy it. And if people are happy going with the the natural flowers that they can buy, that they in theory should be able to buy cannabis okay. through a normal uh, distribution channel, then they're not going to demand a fake version but of the real are thing. Focusing on the wrong thing. It doesn't matter what it is. We could call them all intoxicants. Okay. The point of it is you can't walk around out in public, outside of your private property, high or compromised. Sure I okay? can. You it's fun it. to no, walk around high. Well, you, you're under the influence of something, and you force So it. what? Uh, I'm kind of curious know, about this, hurt. Dave. I have yeah. an allergy to uh, a caffeine. And when I have yeah. a, you know, if I had a couple of Diet Cokes, like you wouldn't want to hang out with me. I'm just a real well, that's on you. jerk. And so that's on you, this is you an intoxicant. House, yeah, right. Well, I'm asking you in it, uh, the rest of these things you want to you want to see illegal. My question is, it's, you know, caffeine affects everybody in some manner or another. It is essentially an intoxicant. It will. It's a mood altering substance. Is it OK for people to consume that outside of their houses? Yeah, because I don't think that you can attribute, you know, the the uh, the violence or the you know the the impaired driving to caffeine the way you can, you know, something sure you like can. pot or beer. Pot or violence to pot? No. What what about all the people who stay up all night because they drank coffee and then they go and drive while they're uh, sleepy? That that causes a lot of accidents every year. Well, like I said, if you can statistically prove that doing that, I don't is want just to. Bad or I like the drinking or driving high. Then you might have a case. My my point is, you can't. You have to treat marijuana like you treat, say, alcohol, except for one thing. If you exhale marijuana, okay, people around you are at risk of being intoxicated. <laughs> That's pretty. I know I got, but I've been around it, and I can testify to that fact. You How so? You in the car with somebody? Like cigarettes or beer? So they have to. You know, if you're in your own house, you want to get high, you want to blow smoke around the room, fine. Once you walk out in public off of your property where there are other people about... All right. I, I want to get back to the answer to the question I asked before the break. Dave, yeah. I, I want to get back to your answer to the question because I'd asked you about your experience with people using cannabis. And yeah. you said that you had to leave because you were scared or they were going to get violent or something. Tell me more about that. No, I, 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 have, I have a job where if it, you know, it, if it gets in my blood and I just so happen to get tested the next day or a couple days after that and it turns up, then I've got problems. Gotcha. Also, I'm a professional. I'm a I'm a I'm a limousine driver. So if there's people in the back doing that, I pretty much have to roll both my windows down if I'm going to be around it. And I haven't done that for a long time. I did it one time, and I came back to the office, and yeah, I was I was buzzing, and it was because of the smoke. Okay, dude, <laughs> I get it that you don't want to get high. Free. That's cool. And huh? it was in a car. Look, I get it that you don't want to get high, so therefore you shouldn't put yeah. yourself in situations where people are smoking in closed enclosed areas. But how does that affect – because my question earlier was about your experience with someone who's high. Yeah. You made it sound like you thought somebody who was smoking pot could get violent. And I'm sorry, I've never had that experience. Have you? Well – uh, not personally, no. Okay, okay great. So now let me ask you about uh, voting totals uh, in Indiana. <laughs> now you said that you were going oh, hold on, to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make this quick point. All right, let's compare. You take beer, cigarettes, and pot. All right, they all have their bad effects. But the thing about it is, if you're around beer or you're around cigarettes, you're not going to get a secondhand buzz. You're not going to just by walking around out in public drinking a beer or 
Uh, you know, you are not going to get a buzz from walking around in public. Right. There's a difference Period. between smoking you in a car with that. people. You do not know that. If somebody sits down in a restaurant or they're walking past you or standing next to you ridiculous. on a sidewalk somewhere and they're smoking pot, you're going to get a secondhand buzz. No, sir. Not it's much. Ridiculous. I, I, dude, it, there's my testimony. It has okay. happened to me. If someone I blows but pot you did in it your in face, car, Dave. If someone blows pot in your face, that's rude. That's, a, I think, a, 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 you know, a violation okay, of your personal like space. Because I can get intoxicated after that. That's okay. what I'm saying. You have to have some common courtesy. So I, I want to talk to you about house. House. I won't blow my pot smoke in your face. How about that? And then you can just let okay, me walk down the street. What about all the other millions of users out there? I'm pretty sure that... <laughs> Everyone's just dying to blow their smoke in your face, Dave. (laughs) I mean, I walk out in the real world every day, and people don't blow cigarette smoke in my face. Uh, Well, I'm going to tell you how Mitt Romney is going to save the Republic. Okay, please. What's going to happen? I'd love to hear that. We get it. And you guys have to vote, and and I would urge you to vote for Romney, and here's why. I will not. I will not. You get a a candidate. Well, I know because you suck, but you get a candidate. No, it's because I don't vote for aggressors, sir. Who has said, if elected, he will repeal Obamacare. You give him and he will institute Romney care. You know, Obama said uh, no, there's been a lot of promises made. Like I said Friday, you can't prove the guy a liar until you can prove the guy a liar. Well, right? He's a politician. He's a a f- Let me finish. Let me finish. You give him a Republican Congress. You give him the White House. And he has said, priority number one, the whole thing, lock, stock, and barrel, he will repeal Obamacare. What do I care? Okay. I'm not going to participate well, in it I, I anyway. I'm not a big fan of it. I assume that you guys aren't fans of Obamacare. I'm assuming you guys aren't fans and of Nor am I a yeah, fan of Obamacare. I'm, I'm not a fair of, fan of uh, thousands of other laws that were passed in the uh, four well, years okay, that Obama... I think Obamacare is pretty big right now. This is the biggest one we got. It is, it is a big one. It's just, I, here's, no, it's, here's the thing. It's a big here's promise. the thing that, uh, Dave, I, w- I want to make sure that, that you understand. Yeah. The voting disparity between Obama and McCain in 2008 in Indiana, and remember, you're not voting for president. You're voting for the electors um, for president. And that will go on. So, yeah, Indiana's kind of a swing state, so your vote actually does count. Those people Not in California... Really. will take Indiana. Okay, fine. Uh, the, okay, so, so Dave, let me ask you this, Dave. Know. Wait, before you go on, why yeah. are you going to vote for Romney then? If Romney's going to take Indiana, why vote for him? Because he has said he will repeal Obamacare. But it doesn't matter. You've already it. said he's going to take Indiana, so it doesn't matter whether you vote for him or not. If Romney well, wins no, by one help. vote, 100 votes, or 100,000 votes, he still takes the same amount of electors from, Indi- from Indiana. You might as well there's, stay there's home point, and not guys, waste the gas. Slow down. Take a breath. The point is you get him in there. No, okay, I, I can't get him in there. you're talking about, you get him in there because the guy has said, he will repeal. Hey, Obamacare. how did that go? Wow. You know what? I can do math, Dave. Hold on a second. And I'll, tell you, and I'll also tell you. I'll also tell you why. I how old are you, Obama. Dave? How old are you? Older what difference than does it make? Well, I think that if you've been through more than one election cycle, you should know that I these people are going to lie to you. I mean, I could understand well, if Dave like were like an 18-year-old, okay. completely naive teenager. He expects to get pit. lied to. He just Listen, believes... It's not my first pick, but you guys, you can't say he's a liar until he actually does Go it. Go right look up now. Romney lies on oh, Google, hey, and you will find no not, shortage of them. He's not my first choice. He is not my first choice. But this is... These are the cards we've been dealt. Well, he told me this he'd get rid of Obamacare. Well, I, I just, well, okay. Hey, <laughs> I don't care why anybody enough. votes for anybody else. I just don't want you to be under the delusion that your vote actually counts. What well, it doesn't matter wow, even wow, if he is guys, the deciding vote. Guys, Dave, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck with your buddy there. It Romney. was 30,000 votes that separated in, in It doesn't even matter even if he was the deciding vote. Oh, great. So you've now elected another scumbag politician. You think this guy's going to be your savior? Please. And as though he hasn't lied, you don't get to become a, a governor of a state without being a lying
The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. Plenty of time for you to share your thoughts with us on whatever subject might be on your mind. You can take control here at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us over at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. You can actually create the content of the site, submit things to it, vote upon them, and the most voted up Make it to the front page and the top of the site. And I want to encourage you, even if you don't have anything to submit to the site, you can still vote. Uh, in fact, that's probably one of the most important things you can do on the site. Uh, in fact, there's been a, a bit of a drop-off, in, at least for a couple of days this week. It didn't seem like anybody was voting on anything. So uh, that's why I've been talking about how you actually can do that, uh, because maybe it is not immediately apparent. It's, uh, it's not intuitive, perhaps, uh, if you don't you know, take some time to learn how to use the site. You click Upcoming Stories. Once you're logged in, just click Upcoming Stories, and then you'll, see, uh, you'll be able to scroll through a list of things, that, uh, items, news items in many cases, or videos or whatever that people have submitted that they think you might be interested in. You just vote up the ones you like, and if you want, you may vote down the ones you don't like. And then the most voted up will be promoted to the front page of our site at freetalklive.com. So please do uh, make a difference over there, and your vote really, really counts. You want to talk about a vote counting? Yeah, no doubt. Your vote on freetalklive.com really counts. It only takes a few votes to, uh, to get something out of the upcoming stories queue and actually into the front page uh, section of the site. So it's seriously one, two, three votes makes a difference. In fact, Mark, I know you wanted to say something about voting. We can get to that here in a moment. Stick with it. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that topic. But I uh, want to get to you and your thoughts first. Derek J. also joining us from LiveForYourDance.com. Hey. Good evening. Let's go to John listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, John. Hi, guys. How are y'all doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I'm just listening, and I actually can refutate exactly what Bob said. Marijuana stems and unusable plant parts are the primary material of spice. It goes to a processing plant to become coated with synthetic materials. How I learned this fact. A UPS shipment cracked open, and the employees identified it as potential marijuana. Ten 35-pound packages. The cops were called, testing, and was questioned on the shipment, and it was just determined to be unusable and legal to ship. So the shipment was redelivered to UPS and shipped to the customer. Bobby Boy here failed in defense of his position if prohibition was lifted the need for the synthetic variation of questionable chemicals would be gone based upon the core sampling bob i think you're talking about dave right you're talking about our last caller dave when you say bob yeah oh dave dave yeah you're but saying dave let me just say if says, i'm understanding you correctly you're alleging that the material upon which the jwh18 or the whatever the synthetic cannabis chemical is sprayed is actually ground up seeds and stems from pot i don't believe that not, not the seeds, but the, the stems, and it, it was identified as marijuana, and the cops identified it as just able and legal to ship out to the customer. And but that's hemp is illegal in this country. I mean, 
Hemp's illegal. How in the world? I mean, if if hemp's illegal, then how in the world is stems from a marijuana plant not going to be illegal? That doesn't make any sense. No, it, it didn't make any sense to me until I actually read the report. But um, what report is this? A police report? Um, no, I actually uh, saw the report. Um, I'm, but uh, anyway, uh, Dave has, and if you just take a look online, I mean, individual knowledge is the key. But um, Dave, the last caller failed about the election. In the pursuit of individual knowledge, Mitt Romney is a Pagio Christian, and three points validate this fact. The what? living God, Yah, is the, the living. Um, Mitt Romney is a Pagio Christian. A Pagio? The living God, yeah, a, it's a pagan Christian. Uh, doctrine has created this, and just do an internet search, and I'm, I guarantee you'll be pleasantly uh, shocked with your knowledge. But the living God is Yah, not Elohim. Lucifer, the boss god of all deities, and Jesus, the Messiah, were not brothers, and black citizens in the United States of America are never cursed for the mere shade of their pigment. The citizens what? constitutionally... Well, his father and- actually uh, advocated for blacks being allowed into the, um, the Mormon church. But their base religion, they can't reach the certain level. that they, they can't reach the highest heaven. They can go to the third heaven, and that's another very, very amusing Internet search if you, if you just research about the— You're saying the that's Mormon. a Mormon belief, that black people can't uh, get as high in heaven? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. 100%. You, 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 yeah, YouTube, there's an excellent cartoon that's actually factual, and it's, it's amusing. I've been sharing it with my family and friends, and we just get a good laugh out of it. Huh. But, you know, we, we, we must be very cautious. With the Fourth of July coming up, you know, it's it's a blessing what we have with our Constitution, and um, we can, in fact, a, elect a Luciferian into office. Only in America you can worship a deity of your choosing. That's what we set up. And since we can't just get rid of the Electoral College and rely on the votes of the citizens as the line of truth, we must vote for Barack Obama because the citizens who are aware. Well, I'm not going to do that either. Just in case, it, hey, just well, in case I mean, it wasn't clear well, we when we were talking to Dave, I'm not going to vote for Mitt Romney, and I'm not going to vote for Barack Spencer. Obama. That's because I don't vote for people who advocate for the harming of uh, of innocent, peaceful people around the world, and and in my ne- you know my next door neighborhood. No, he's going to end the wars. I my individual right. We must all vote, regardless if we don't like it. If we don't, no, like I don't have to vote <laughs> because I'm not going to vote for somebody that's anyway. going to do harm to other people. Have to do anything? Don't you have a problem with that? Well, I've you know I've. I feel that we as a citizens can control a Marxist president. That can be done, but we must all team up with great unity and diversity. And, How are uh, you going to do that? Hey, I have, I have faith that when the American citizens wake you up— You must have faith. Because <laughs> hey, you certainly have no evidence. Yeah. <laughs> when they wake up, what? Hey, um, actually— I've been doing a lot of scholarly research, and I have three three books out of my five-volume set written on of faith, walking the path. Hold on. And um, Wait. I got a – yes, sir. Okay. You said that people are going to somehow put a restraint on a Marxist president. You didn't exactly get to how that would be. Uh, when they wake up, they're oh, going hey. to what? Hey, unify with great diversity. What does that mean? To do what? I'm not going to elect a loser. Hey, you know, share. Be most generous with what we have. If we don't... How is that going to stop the violence of the the people calling themselves the state? Don't you have a problem with uh, men calling themselves president, going around and killing people around the world? Isn't that a problem to you? Well, there's there's really nothing we can do. Sure there is. Not with that attitude. When we unify 
and we, we, we look to our neighbors regardless of the, shin, the shade of skin they have, and we take that racial block out of the equation. I don't see what America race has anything to do with this discussion, sir. I wasn't talking about race at all. I'm talking about people with power. And uh, people, whatever their race, there are certain people who are attracted to power, and they want to use that power and wield that power over other innocent human beings. And I've got a problem with that. And I don't think unifying is going to do anything. With diversity. Or or whatever that means. (laughs) I think that what we need to do is maybe if we need to – if we're going to unify, we need to unify in our refusal to obey and unify in our refusal to uh, to go along with this uh, tyranny that uh, that people, regardless of their skin color, are bringing to us and the auspices of uh, governing. Well, we have a third choice, Ron Paul. I wish he would step out as an independent now because I'm not voting for a Luciferian president. Well, there's always Gary Johnson. He's running a libertarian. He's the lesser of the three evils. Uh, Thanks, the judge, right? Huh? He was the judge, right? No, actually, there was uh, James Gray as the uh, is is judge. vice president. That's his vice presidential candidate. Uh, anybody else got a question for uh, for John here? John, did yeah, you? But, um... But about the bipartisan politics, we um, we uh, like Paul Ryan is a great example of putting. I don't even know who that is, and I don't care. John, thanks for the call. Eight five five four fifty free SACL CAI toll free line. Just another politician, as far as I'm concerned. Eight five five four fifty free. Look, you know, during the, uh, the the primary for the Republican Party, I was very ups- I was very disappointed when my wife was not in town to be able to vote, and they because of the the dynamics of uh, things, they the town didn't really give her an opportunity to absentee ballot. I mean, she had like one week to fill out some paperwork. Get it notarized, send it in, and then get her ballot sent to her, mm-hmm. and then send it back. There's just no way yeah. uh, that it could be done. So I was very disappointed. And then, you know, the vote total, totals came back. I went and voted for Ron Paul um, in the Republican primary, and the, the vote totals came back. And I realized, you know, if my wife had voted, Ron would have one more vote in this town, and one more vote in this county, and one more vote in this state. Big deal. It wouldn't change anything. I mean, it would know, slightly increase could, the percentage of the population voting for Ron Paul in New slightly, Hampshire. Slightly, but you could sit there. You can sit there and say, "Well, if everybody who couldn't vote for Ron Paul would have," but that doesn't matter because we're only talking about one vote. We're talking about your vote or your wife's vote or whomever, and that's the only vote you can control. You can't control a population. You can only control your vote. All right, more coming up. Eight five five four fifty free for your thoughts. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes. With C Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, LRN.FM, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C Crane Company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Derek J. And Mark. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Mobile site available to you if you have a smartphone. You'd like to access our web streams quickly. Simply, you just go to m.freetalklive.com. M as in mobile. 
www.freetalklive.com. Plus, something else you can do on our website is throw some Bitcoins into the chip jar. Maybe you have recently acquired some Bitcoins and you're wondering what you can do with them. Well, you can give a few to us. But there's also all kinds of neat things you can do with Bitcoin uh, online as it becomes more and more popular over time. More businesses are accepting them. Even at the recent Porcupine Freedom Festival, there were food vendors in real life that were accepting Bitcoins because you can just uh, – there's so some phone programs that make it easy to transfer Bitcoins from one person to another uh, just by using your cell phone. It's incredible. Uh, but there's a lot to learn about Bitcoin. And, and Mark, uh, weusecoins.org is probably the best place to go to get started. Probably true. Um, they, I wanted to tell people about the international remittance market. Um, that is people who are in other countries sending money home. This could be a United States expatriate uh, living abroad, um, say in Tokyo, making money and then you know sending money home for whatever reason, whether it's to support family members, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, or uh, you know somebody who's in Mexico from Mexico coming to work in the United States and sending home, money home to help the family there. Whatever it might be, apparently in in two thousand and seven. There were more than $300 billion transferred worldwide uh, for international remittance. Western Union fees for remittance can run about from 4% up to 20% or more. They really take a big chunk for wiring money. No kidding. If these people, when these people discover Bitcoins and realize that they can send money with the click of a button, I can send money to you, Ian, whether you're sitting across the table or across the globe, simply by taking your Bitcoin, one of your Bitcoin addresses that you generate, and you can generate as many as you want, as many times as you can sit at your computer and click, you can create these things. Um, and I can send that address to you, and it's completely uncrackable, uncounterfeitable. They can't, uh, you know, get, nobody can interject themselves in between our transfer. And you get every single Bitcoin I send to you. Now, if you want to use them in um, U.S. dollars or whatever, transfer them, you'll probably have to transfer them into another currency. But that transfer rate is still usually generally less than 3%. So there's a big incentive for people who are in the international remittance market to start to adopt bitcoins and if and since they do 300 billion dollars a year if that 300 billion billion dollar was the market cap for bitcoin each bitcoin would be worth forty two thousand dollars a piece currently they're about 675 or something like that so a lot of potential for growth there's a lot of potential for growth for bitcoins Um, and you can get your bitcoins right now by you know going to bitinstant.com getting a uh, a receipt number and going to more than seven hundred thousand locations globally Globally, many of them in the United States are Walmart's, Seven uh, Elevens, uh, B- Bank of America's, major banks. You know, wherever you want to go, basically, in in your town, you can get bitcoins just by going to bitinstant.com first. Yeah, Julia said last night she did it, and it was really easy. Yeah, it's easy. It right. is easy. Eight five five. You don't need a bank account to do it. Yep. Eight five five four fifty free, and that's a huge threat to the banking system. It's a huge threat to the status quo of uh, government run money systems. It's hard to like the banking system right now. Like these bankers, yeah. uh, like know, the middle class's uh, savings is down forty percent. The upper class, they're doing just fine. They got their bailout. So, Derek J., during the break, you were talking about lying politicians and your story about what helped you realize that they tell lies. And so what was it for you? Okay, well, this all started out because uh, John from Indy called, and he was, you know, saying, oh, sure. It was Dave, but that's okay. okay. All right, no, no, yeah. he was talking about the next guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Was was saying that, you know, the politicians are the answer. It may have not been uh, Romney, but... I was just shocked that an adult would make the statement, but a politician said, and and assumed mm. that it was going to happen. I mean, I'm tw- I'm 23, 
I've seen two elections that I've followed closely, okay. and that was enough for me to be like, oh, these people can't be trusted. Right. Like, I was... Uh, so it was the first election in the Bush uh, 2004 election? Or? Yeah, I okay. yeah I was I was following the 2004 and uh, the 2008, but I was already against war in 2008, and so I was really excited to hear that Obama was going to be ending the Iraq War. Oh my gosh, this is great! I come in, troops come home, mm-hmm. and then also closing Guantanamo Bay because I'm yeah. not a big fan of torture. That's huge, and, right? And I don't want people to be indefinitely detained, you know, and and tortured. I think that's you know horrible. So then he comes in, the deadlines for his promises being met passes. None of this happened. And, and also, he mentioned that he was going to have a transparent government. Oh, and most transparent government ever. The the least transparent and the largest crackdown on whistleblowers of any administration yet. Right. I, Bradley Manning's in jail, for goodness mm-hmm. sakes. So, And they're going after uh, the, the guy from WikiLeaks. So clearly, the things that meant the most to me, which were, you know, stopping human suffering, and it's totally in his power to do this he totally he could totally order out. all the troops home tomorrow if he wanted to he wimped out and i know that it was a lie we i should know real I, was quick li- address, I was lied to address what happened in, uh, in iraq because some people may not remember exactly what what occurred um the obama administration didn't really want to pull tra- troops out of uh, iraq the iraqi government said that um well, you can leave troops here but now they're going to be responsible to uh, iraqi authorities when they break the law and well no, no U.S. president wants uh, his, his troops responsible to some other government for breaking the law. Um, well, because if they're just responsible to the military, then uh, the worst that's going to happen probably is a slap on the hand and a stern talking to. Yeah, it's well, it's a lack of control. The know? whole thing is that these politicians have the power to change these things that they're they're promising to change, and yet they don't. And so, for me, that was a really eye-opening experience with Guantanamo Bay in Iraq. But I'm wondering for you. It, Maybe you out there listening, or also you, Ian and Mark, was there a a lie that you were told by a politician that really changed the game for you, that that sort of woke you up to this reality that politicians can lie and get away with it? Um, I think I, I I think I grew up knowing the politicians were liars. I think that uh, you know I think in, in the American parlance that politician is synonymous with liar, thief. You know, a person of ill repute. I think that that's generally what people believe. For me personally, um, when the the New London, uh, Connecticut case came down, what was that? Um, the, the Kilo Fort, Seven. Kilo, yeah, uh, Kilo versus New London in Fort Trumbull, um, the Fort Trumbull area of New London, Connecticut. Um, that that case came down, and the United States that was Supreme where the Court Supreme Court basically said local governments may take private property. And then hand that over to private companies. Yes, um, by using eminent, eminent domain. domain instead of public for the public uh, use. That was a shocker the, for, for the you. Public good. It really just you know. I mean, it was clear and obvious what the Constitution said. Even though there are twenty thousand gun laws in this nation, and that's, they're obviously unconstitutional. But in this case, it was obvious to me what the Constitution said, and the court just went ahead and ruled some other direction. They and ruled in the direction of the state. Yeah, they, 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 they ruled in the direction of more power for the government. And that's when I realized these people can't be trusted. No branch of the government can be trusted. There are no checks and balances left.
it, for, this is a broken system beyond repair. Yeah, for me, I don't remember any specific lie. I mean, you mentioned the old uh, I won't raise taxes thing with the original George Bush. And I remember being cognizant of that as I was growing up. But yeah, I think that I definitely saw as I was growing up various different politicians being caught in lies and never having any real trust for any of them. More coming up at 855-453-FREE. Free Talk Live. It's not easy for an unknown person to get noticed in this busy world. Hello, I'm Brad Ryder. I'm a songwriter, and I have a couple of albums, one with a country sound and one that's Christian-inspired. I'd like to invite you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash downbearmusic. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. My name's Brad Ryder, and my music is at facebook.com slash downbearmusic. And thanks for noticing. control of these airwaves all you have to do is dial in toll free at 855-453 that's the SACL CAI toll free line 1-855-450-3733 you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com enjoy the features you will find there and they are all free for you including the news updates the shrine of female listeners the archives it's all there and all on the house freetalklive.com those other talk show hosts they want to charge you for accessing their websites Uh, You can enjoy ours free over at freetalklive.com. Plus, if you are driving around in your car, you are always subject to being aggressed against by men with badges and guns. And it's usually a good idea to have a camera at the ready. But even better, have a camera already rolling before the stop even happens. Indeed. Freedom Cam can help you with that. Yep, that's at freedomcam.net. It's uh, actually called the GPS Black Box Dash Cam is the name of the uh, the camera. But it's a device that, uh, you know, whether you know, you've know you got a situation where you know maybe it's a traffic stop and the, the law enforcement officer's story doesn't match with yours um, or you know, you're in an accident and the other guy's story doesn't match with yours, it'd be really nice to have some evidence in that circumstance Circumstance. Well, this is the ultimate witness. It's the GPX box, GPS black box dash cam, and it's always running. When there's a bump, it uh, saves the, the film. If there's some kind of film, I should say, the, the, the recording, I should say, um, y- you can pull it out when there's some kind of accident. You have it right in there it, available. The, the, it'll, it has eight hours worth of uh, video on there. It's got a microphone, the GPS navigation, it'll show your speed, your driving route, um, and it has everything that you're going to need. Uh, video, front and back, freedomcam.net. It's a great device. I've got one in, in both of my cars. Let's go to the phones to the fun. Greg, listening to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk in North Carolina. Hey, Greg. Hey, how y'all doing? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, first of all, I wanted to know why you guys are making such a big deal about this. Um, if the guy was in a bar... He was in a public place. If it's a public bar, if he's in Walmart, that's a public place. It's a, even though it's a business, it's still a public place. I don't understand why. You're I'm talking about the guy that was arrested for public intoxication while in a bar. Yes. Well, I'm making a big deal about it because uh, I don't uh, think. No, 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 no. I don't think. The, I don't think the fact that he got arrested was for being for the, was for the fact that he was intoxicated. I think it was because he cursed at the officer. Yep. Which in a lot of places he cursed that, at him. That is a, yeah. Yeah. What did he say? We read two stories. This is the guy that said that I, I sure would love to F a man in uh, uniform. Oh, he said F a man? Okay, I thought he just said something nice about liking guys in uniform. I apologize. It's still a compliment. But you're supposed to be able to say F you to a cop and have the cops uh, ignore it. Don't you agree, Greg? No, I don't. And I was wondering, have you got, have any of you guys ever done a ride-along with law enforcement? Yep, I absolutely have. 
So now does that change everything? Now everything that Ian says is the God's honest truth. He's sat in a police police car with a police. Actually, on video, you can go and look up Keen Police Ride Along on YouTube, and you will actually find video of that ride along. It was very good. It was an interesting uh, ride. Had a great conversation with Lieutenant Shane Maxfield at the time. So you said that you don't believe believe that a man should be able to uh, to cuss at, at the public servant and get away with it. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's what I said. Do you value yeah. freedom of speech, Greg? Clearly he doesn't. Would you say well, that you do? <laughs> I do. I, I think uh-huh. the major issue I think the major issue all y'all need to be talking about is the huge thing that happened last Friday and the government takeover of, of health care. I think that's what y'all need to be talking about. Well we've already talked that's about that. You could you could call in and talk about that, but scolding us for not talking about it is really kind of imp- uh, pointless. I'm not scolding you, I'm just saying. Okay, it's bad. That's all I had to say. Okay, hey, look, uh, Greg. The United States is swirling down the the toilet of uh, insolvency. There. Circling the drain. Is that good? Greg, the the United States is circling the drain of insolvency. Right, I agree with that. Okay, okay. so we talked about the... And it doesn't help that there's a bunch of bureaucrats out there getting paid to throw people in jail for uh, freedom of speech. Look, I'm not going to say that people that... But some people that put on a badge are not heavy-handed with it, and they, they, they and they go overboard with it. I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with respecting the fact that the guy wears a badge, and he's charged with <laughs> keeping the peace and, and order in, in, in a public place. He's and disrupting the peace and order. Improper respect. Right. Yeah, they disrupted the bar by coming in there to shake it down uh, at the time when well, this man made the comment to the police officer, I so they were they disturbing the peace. How do you know they didn't get called to go in the bar because of a, a bunch of craziness going on inside the bar? Because that's not what happened. That's, it, was, it was a bar I mean, shakedown. No, you there. It, that's what the story says. According to the story, they had gone in there to harass the uh, the bar and its patrons, which is what the police do on a regular basis. They harass peaceful people who haven't harmed others. And the idea that somebody shouldn't be able to give them a piece of their mind is pretty outrageous, man. You really think people should be arrested for saying F you to a cop? <laughs> you are way, you're taking this way overboard. I'm just saying that... You can't cuss in public. That's just how it you, is. Oh, it's cussing at all in public. Wow. What? So you believe anybody who says the F-bomb in public should be arrested? I, I do, yeah. Wow. What speech, That's crazy. What speech do you now, think now, should does be that, protected? Does that, mean, does that mean hauling you off to jail? No, I don't believe that. But That's what arrest That's means. That's what arrest typically entails. That's what arrest means. No, it, it's writing you a citation. A okay. You pay so, a $10 fine. I mean, okay, so if I decide not to pay your $10 fine because I believe that I live in a country where there's freedom of speech, then where do I go? Then you'll probably get a bigger fine. And then, and, then, and, then I, and then when I tell you to take your bigger fine, roll it up into a, a little ball and <laughs> shove it up your butt, then what, what happens to me? I don't know. Eventually you're going to have to deal with the judge. Eventually I'm going to go to jail. And my question to you is this. When the Constitution grants freedom of speech, do you mean all speech except speech that comes with cuss words? Look, I mean, if you want to cuss, go out and cuss, man. I'm just saying, I mean... Oh, I don't want to cuss. Oh, but if you had your way, we'd go to jail for it. No, I'm not saying I'd take you to jail. I'm just saying... No, you wouldn't take us to jail, but you would have men with badges and guns take us to jail. (laughs) No, I'm not going to call the law on you for cussing, but if if I had my children with me, I'd rather you not cuss around. Same here. Okay, same here. it's just a matter of courtesy living among other human beings. I'm not a person, Greg, who uses profanity in everyday language, but I think it's... 
mighty dangerous when people grant other people the authority to put them in a cage for speaking their minds, for using their mouths without putting their mouths on other people. That's that's when it would cross yeah. the line. But for for just saying words, that doesn't hurt anyone. We've all heard the the well, old tired look, expression, "sticks and stones," right? I agree with you. Look, I'm just saying. All right, finally, <laughs> show proper respect for the people around you, and if everybody's cussing around you, then hey, keep man, on I, I respect care. human beings on the basis that they're human. Like just right out the box, I'm going to respect another human until they do something that is worthy of them no longer being respected or no longer having the same amount of respect for me. And when the police come into a peaceful place and they harass peaceful people, they lose a bit of respect in my book. It doesn't mean I'm going to well, curse I mean, up a storm at them, but it might mean that I'll get upset with them and give them a piece of my mind. And if I'm upset enough, I might slip a, a curse word or two in there, and has, it has been known to happen in the past. And, why, I sh- and why so, got, why, why, why can't they why, respect us? I guess is the question. Why can't they respect peaceful people and leave us the f alone? <laughs> like I said, some people wear the badge and they get a little bit of heavy handed with it. I was law enforcement. I was in law enforcement. Okay? Oh, you, you surprise, surprise. Hey, here's what I want to say. No, 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 is no, no. apologizing for government down. tyranny in one place and then complaining about it in another place is disingenuous. The, uh, the Obama administration was able to push through Obamacare because people said, oh, oh, well, we've got to have government here. Oh, oh, we have to have government there. Oh, oh, we have to have it here. You're just saying that we need government here, here, and here, but not there. And, well, no, you know. No, I'm not saying that. Yes, you were. I, look, when I, was, when I was in law enforcement, you could cuss at me. I would not lock you up for cussing at me. However, Thanks. if we were in a, if we were in a place of public where most people were standing around and not cussing, such as Walmart or something like that, and all of a sudden, you went on a big old, you know, wanted to decide, decide to throw a big old fit and start cussing, you know, for everybody in the whole store to hear you. Then I'd probably take you and lock you up for disorderly conduct. I yeah. thought as a law enforcer, you're just supposed to enforce the law, not make it up as you go along. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you should be removed from the premises of Walmart, and Walmart should make that decision if you're doing such a thing. But we're talking about a dark bar at night where no kids are. I just said, I, I agree All with right, you. All right, Greg. Glad some we people, agree. Thanks for the call. The I appreciate hearing from you tonight, them. sir. Thank you. 855-450-FREE. Oh, boy. 855-450-3733. Look, even if you have a badge and a gun on and a uniform, you don't just get more respect than the average person. You have to earn respect just like everybody else has to earn but it. But kissing the cops likely to end you up in jail. That's a reality. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Toll 
toll-free number here tonight for you, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. In the studio tonight, it's Ian here. Derek J. And Mark. Don't forget to visit Derek J. on his website, liveforyourdance.com. That's his personal blog, but he's also uh, in control at victimlesscrimespree.com, which is the uh, movie site, the site for the upcoming full-length documentary uh, film, Derek J.'s Victimless Crime Spree, which I'm so excited about. It is just... uh it's in a, it's about an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 15 minutes long right now. It's going to be fleshed out a little bit more. We've got some interviews that are being done uh, as we speak. I was uh, just interviewed yesterday. Mark, I know that you've, you're on the slate uh, to be interviewed as some well. Some point or another. I believe. And uh, so, and, and there are some preview videos that people can go and watch there now. So yes. go and check it out. You're going to love it. Yes. Video will be up at the end of the month. And like the uh, the Facebook page, if you want to be updated, there's also an email list, but no one seems to care about those anymore. When I was building the site, I, th- I thought, you know, because th- I'm, I'm old school. I like email lists. So like, I'll make an email list for Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. Uh, the Facebook like page has 200 plus likes on it. The email list has one guy. Wow. Yeah. And it's not like the email list isn't prominent. I mean, it's it's right below. I just the, want to be an email list. Nobody cares. Compared about. to Facebook. Email is like snail mail. You get you get your messages instantly because you're already on the page. Much rather well, it sits have there stuff and refreshes. I'd much I will get things better through email than I will on Facebook just because there's know. so much clutter on Facebook. There's so many things coming through Facebook. It's more fun that way. Oh man, sort through it. Generation I gap. I think <laughs> go through the maze. <laughs> the maze of entertainment. <laughs> Victimlesscrimespree.com. <laughs> yes, please go there and sign up for whatever your preference is. We've got uh, email for you, old school folks. All one of you. And then everybody else likes Facebook. <laughs> so uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. And of course, we'll let you know on the air as well when the uh, the movie comes out, which is another way you can find out. Jay Noon is on the line calling from Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Jay. Hey, guys. Just figuring I'd give you a little update here on my house situation. Jay Noon, by the I, way, uh, uh, we had you on the show in the past. Uh, you had the you, you're one of the few heroes in uh, the in this country who have actually refused to pay property taxes. You've uh, you made that stand, and it's a very brave one. They ended up uh, evicting you from the home as a result of that. There was a stand that you made with other people, myself, Pete Air, a number of other activists came down from the Keene area and uh, stood with you and helped protect your home from being taken uh, on the day that they said they were going to take it. They did not make that move then. They made the move several months later they did end up taking the home but you are apparently attempting to take it back so uh, what's the latest well i went back there today and i um i mowed the yard i took all the boards off the windows i uh i got another stack of keys somewhere in a storage unit i don't want to i don't want to break any of my doors trying to get in but Mm -hmm. i i got the keys for it somewhere i didn't go in the house but uh, i put up my lamp patent um on the house i I went down to Staples this morning, laminated the recorded copy of the land patent, and I put up a bunch of no trespass notices specifically for officers and governmental um, employees and such like that. So, and, and nobody came by. Well, a bunch of people drove by, but in, no cops or anything showed up. Awesome. So, so you said people drove no. by, no cops showed up. Did You're saying that cops did not drive by? I didn't see any cops drive by, no, just, but, you know, it's it's the end of Main Street. It's not a very busy road, but probably a good 30, 40 cars traveled by while we were there. So, Jay, anyway. is your idea to homestead this and, and just pretty much say, hey, this is still my property. I'm going to act like it is, and there's going to be a subjective consensus among the community that, hey, I, I've seen that guy mowing his lawn. That That is his house. 
Is that the well, idea? No, I, I wanted to mow the lawn because it was like a hay field. And my neighbor's lawns were all mowed, and they'd probably like to see it better. Yeah, and sure. I did the land patent already. Mow the lawn, just uh, I'd do it anyways if I was there, and I'm there, so I mowed the lawn. I think that's great. Um, I mean, it's clear evidence that the city taking care of property is a really, they're a terrible steward of, uh, of land. I mean, these guys stole your property from you last year, and they just let it uh, grow and turn into a festering, uh, you know, a pile of garbage. Because, you know, when, uh, when all of this, when the, you know, the lawn starts growing like that, there are going to be rats and snakes and all kinds of things that will inhabit uh, a really high lawn like that that can really put other people in danger and their property uh, in danger of becoming you know, kind of in infested uh, with pests as well. So you've really done your neighbors a favor there, and clearly the uh, the town of Palmer, Massachusetts, wasn't interested in uh, you know doing them that favor of actually maintaining the property that they've stolen from somebody. And of course, it's stolen property, so why should they care? It's not like they have right, to... right, right. So, but anyways, I did a land patent. It's mine. Um, it was never theirs to begin with. Just like their judgment had no seals, no signatures, and all that stuff. And uh, people should Google land patent and learn about it. There's a lot of information yeah. on online. Yeah, and I want to uh, make, make sure that people uh, sort of are clear on um, what went on there. Um, so you were a volunteer fire department uh, firefighter in the uh, the Palmer Mass area, right? Oh, I still am. Yep. So you're a volunteer on their fire department. You have no children, so you're not sending anybody to their school. Is that correct? And you believe, you know, you, you have a principled stand that you do not uh, believe that you owe property taxes because this governmental agency doesn't have some kind of claim over your property. So you're doing this for a, a principled reason. It's not because, I mean, you own the property outright. Is that correct? Or, yeah, yeah, well, I own it outright now, actually, after the land patent thought on. Actually, a patent is the only way of true ownership of property. People don't own their property unless they update the land patent into their name. But anyways, I know what, you, yeah, what you're getting to there. You know, I've been a firefighter for 16 years now in town, never took a paycheck. Yep. And as a matter of fact, they tried to give you paychecks and you just returned them. I just gave them to the association or back to the apartment. I don't even yep. know what they did with them. And the, 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 so, you know, the amount of your property taxes was, easy, was about the, the, the same amount as the, uh, the paychecks from the, the fire department. You just didn't get them. So, I mean, this isn't about somebody who's being a cheapskate here, is the point I'm trying to make. Mm. This is about somebody who's making a principled stand against what they believe to be wrong. Hey, he You're believes a conscientious he actually, objector. He actually believes he owns his property and is acting like he does. I mean, it's, it's heroic. I wish I could really understand the land patent thing. I don't know if there's any real good resource out there, Jay, that makes it really easy to grasp. I don't know anybody besides you who's an advocate of this uh, who can really even explain what it's all about. Uh, because from my, you know, looking my brief amount of research into it, it, it appears to be mythological almost, um, which is why I'm watching your case with such interest. I mean, not only that, I, you know, we know you from real life and, and you're a nice guy, but, but also that it's fascinating because no one that I know, no activist that I am aware of has ever done the thing. Now, these things certainly that- existed in the past. The land patents? Yeah, absolutely. They existed in the past. Right. Uh, but uh, as far as today, no one I know has ever done anything like this. And so I'm absolutely fascinated to to see what happens. So it's your intention to try some locks out. Uh, odds are good they called a locksmith and changed out those locks. So what will you do in that case? Well, I, I, I know how to slip one of the locks on one of the back doors anyways in the house. Um, so it's not a big deal. I can get into the house and go down through the basement through either side and open up. It's not a big deal. I can get in there without breaking and entering. Mm-hmm. But I have a key to it, and it is the same lock. Hmm. It wasn't changed. I, when I installed the locks in the house, I put lock, 
I put our Loctite on the screws, and I stripped the screws, put them in, and the locksmith was there today to kick me out. And he's like, oh, I can't get these locks off. And they're like, well, we're going to board the doors up anyways. Don't worry about hmm. it. So you've taken so, off you the know, boarding, you've mowed the lawn, and you're preparing to move back into your home. And I wish you the best, Jay. I hope you will keep us in the loop. Thanks for the continued uh, updates on your case. It's absolutely fascinating. And uh, I, I, again, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, sir, for the call at 855-450-FREE. I mean, I want Jay to be successful. I really do. I also want to be able to, uh, to grasp what it is he's doing. It needs to be replicatable. With, right, yeah, with the land patent. Set a strong precedent for property ownership and really uh, throw off the shackles for a lot of other people, I'll bet. Well, I, I tend to not believe that whatever governmental agency is just going to accept, oh, shoot, he came up with the land patent thing. I and now predict we're, he's going to be stuck. arrested for trespassing. I well, I, I'm, I'm not going to make any predictions like that, but I, you know, I don't know the what the government they're believes. Do. They own that property, and they're going to uh, assert that belief. I believe at some point. But every step of the way, he's done something just super generous and wonderful, like being yeah. a volunteer firefighter yeah. and mowing the lawn. No, to, he's to, you know, he's been a good steward of yeah. the property. Oh yeah. yeah. This guy totally a, deserves to be left alone. He's by a stand-up dude. So he's a good guy. Anyone but coming after him, him is clearly an aggressor. But if they let him get away with it, the nice guy, the guy that um, yeah. that you know participates in the volunteer fire department, gives back his checks, doesn't have any kids in the public school or whatever. He's not. He's no burden at all in the community in any way, shape, or form. If they let him get away with it, then the next guy who isn't any of those good things is going to try to get away with it, and they they don't want him to. So they they this is this is how they have to work. They have an aggressive situation you don't own your property they tell you you own your property you live in a fantasy world we all live in fantasy a fantasy world where we believe that we own property but the government does if you if the if you if the government didn't own your property you wouldn't have to pay them an annual rent in order to live on it that's all it is it's the old quint rents of old that uh, serfs had to pay to uh, lords mike is on in north central texas you got the last 20 seconds mike go ahead Hey, uh, on the concealed carry thing, uh, I don't know what it is in Minnesota, but in Texas, you have to you have to ask you have to wait to be asked for the permit. Uh, probably what I mean. Uh, there, there is some credo to the cops freaking out. Brother, I wish we had more time to talk to you. We're out of it for tonight. Call us tomorrow. You can talk to you then online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post show here on Free Talk Live. My name is Mark Edge, and Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program that you can find out more by going to freetalklive.com. And uh, today I'm doing, uh, in, in, as part of my Edgington Post interview series, I'm talking to Jeff Berwick from the Dollar Vigilante. Jeff, are you there? Yes, I am, Mark. How are you? <laughs> Very good. Thank you. And uh, you were at the Porcupine Freedom Festival with me. I saw you hanging out there in the VIP tent. Yeah, I did enjoy that VIP tent. All you could drink. It was, uh, it was a good week. I don't remember a lot of it, though. <laughs> And I didn't have an opportunity to get you on the show um, for an interview there, and I really wanted to be able to do that. You are um, somebody that uh, a good friend of mine really looks up to. He's one of your subscribers there at the Dollar Vigilante. That's great. Now, um, what is the Dollar Vigilante? I've been uh, hearing about it, and I'm not entirely certain. Uh, 
Sure, I'll give you a little bit of background. I started it about two years ago um, after the uh, 2008-2009 uh, financial collapse. And uh, the reason I did that was I, I knew that was coming because I've been studying Austrian economics for a number of years, and it's very obvious uh, what's going on. We've been on the fiat currency system uh, since 1971, and it's basically in its final, uh, final uh, days now. And so I started this newsletter called The Dollar Vigilante to sort of help people through what I see as the coming collapse of the U.S. dollar and the, in the entire Western monetary system, the entire fiat currency system. Uh, so that's what the Dollar Vigilante is all about. And the name came from uh, back in the old days, back in the 70s and 80s, there used to be guys called bond vigilantes. And uh, they used to be able to try to keep government sort of in control a little bit by selling their bonds, the bonds of the government. Uh, and uh, so if they're unhappy about inflation or if they're unhappy about the amount of debt the government was going in, they would actually start selling those bonds. And they would basically force the governments to somewhat control themselves. Uh, but ever since we came off of the uh, uh, gold-backed system, or at least some sort of a gold-backed system, uh, with the U.S. dollar having some gold backing in 1971, uh, there's, there's no uh, way to really restrict these governments. The governments, uh, the central banks, the Federal Reserve, can buy all the uh, U.S. government bonds it wants to now. So there's really no way to do it by shorting bonds or selling bonds. Uh, so the only way to really try to uh, control these governments now is to sell their currencies. So uh, at Dollar Vigilante, we try to... Uh, advise people to sell their currency whenever possible for hard assets like gold or silver or anything that Ben Bernanke can't print. <laughs> now, um, the so is the Dollar Vigilante then an investment newspaper? Is that the idea? Yeah, it's a newsletter uh, mostly focused on financial, uh, but we also focus on other things like survival and, and just basically anything to do with getting prepared for the collapse of the Western monetary system because this will be the biggest thing that's happened in human history, in our opinion, because it's going to affect pretty much the whole world because the entire world is uh, on this system right now. Most uh, currencies are backed by the U.S. dollar. So when that collapses, uh, it's going to be quite chaotic for a period of time. And uh, so we're just trying to advise people on how to survive through that and, and, uh, and investments that they can invest in as well to actually profit from it. So describe chaos to me um, as, you're, as, as you envision it. With the uh, the the world reserve currency in a collapse mode, what would that look like? Are we talking about eat the dog kind of chaos? Or are we talking about uh, the worst economic conditions we've seen in our lifetimes? Chaos. Well, I can't imagine any situation where I would eat my dog. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, well, I'd rather go. For if you were hungry enough, you'd eat the dog. <laughs> I don't know about that one. But anyway, uh, you know, there really is no way to uh, know what's going to happen. Uh, it's going to there's, we've never gone through this before. Of course, uh, uh, some countries, many countries, almost every country actually has gone through a collapse of their currency. Mm -hmm. Some of the many times, including Argentina, which does it every 10 years. It's a national <laughs> sport in Argentina. Uh, but uh, because it's going to be global, it's going to have big differences. So, for example, if you lived in Zimbabwe uh, 10 years ago and you knew it was heading into hyperinflation, you could have sold your Zimbabwe dollars and bought U.S. dollars. It'd be very simple. Or uh, buy some uh, Swiss francs or even uh, South African rands or whatever you wanted to buy. Uh, uh, but now, because uh, all the currencies will be collapsing at the same time, it's going to be very difficult for people to protect themselves. So uh, we really don't know. We've never gone through this before. It could be crazy. It could be not too bad. It all really depends on how people react and how the governments react. Uh, if the people aren't aware of what's going on, and that's part of the reason why I write the Dollar Vigilante now, I'm really trying to make people aware of what's going on so they can prepare. Uh, they can have some food stored in their house for a little while, at least a month's worth or two months' worth. 
uh, have some cash or gold or silver stored in their house. Now, the cash might be worthless, but it might also be worth something uh, during a, uh, for example, if, if the banking system collapses and the bank machines go dark, you want to have some cash on hand uh, because that is still used by almost everybody today. Uh, but you also want to have gold and silver in case the cash becomes worthless. So it's really just a case of hedging your bets and preparing. Uh, people ask, will this become like Mad Max with uh, Mel Gibson roaming the countryside, terrorizing people? And I tell them, well, Mel Gibson's doing that right now in Malibu. Uh, but if, if you're really worried about it going worldwide, yeah, we really don't know what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be too terrible. And the, my main hope is, uh, thanks to the Internet, so things like Bitcoin, uh, more than... The more that uh, free market monies can catch on, uh, Bitcoin's a free market money, the more that people uh, can start to use those things now, it'll be much uh, less hard when the dollar collapses for them to move on with their lives. So, yeah, what I'm thinking is, is if you're in a full-scale, just shy of Mad Max situation um, where, you know, essentially commerce is shut down, um, you know, I, I don't even, I can't even, it's hard for me to imagine. My life has never been like this. So if you're in one of those those situations, is gold and silver really that valuable? I mean, if you're in um, a situation where we're in sort of a total, a total economic shutdown situation, it seems like what you want to have is like toilet paper, uh, cl- clothes washing detergent, and liquor. Uh, absolutely. I definitely agree on the liquor one. Uh, that'd be number one. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, totally. Anything like uh, even bullets or armaments, uh, you know, if you really want to profit from this, uh, buy some generators. Uh, if, if the electricity system shuts down where you live, uh, you'll be selling those things for, you know, exchange for cars or whatever you want. Or, yeah. yeah, whatever you want, basically. And and uh, so, yeah, no one really knows. Like I said, we've never gone through this before, so it's going to be tricky. But definitely, unless it goes completely Mad Max and it's just people with chainsaws roaming through neighborhoods, uh, gold and silver will still have a lot of value. In fact, you know, it's been money for thousands of years. It's only not been really money uh, for less than 100 years now, ever since uh, uh, 1933 when the U.S. government uh, confiscated it uh, from Americans. Uh, ever since uh, before then, it, everyone always used gold and silver. And if you look at other countries, you look in Vietnam, for example, um, you look at every price of a house listed in a newspaper or for sale, it's in ounces of gold. Uh, and many countries still do that. So you have to remember, too, that the West has been quite brainwashed. Uh, we've been told that's not money. Uh, we've been put in these government schools for decades now and told that uh, the government's good, the central banks are, are here to help us, even though that's the exact opposite of what they're here to do. Uh, and so, really, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think the hardest part of the the most dangerous place to be during this collapse will be in the U.S., and it's for a lot of those reasons, because a lot of people outside of the U.S. actually know a little bit about what's going on, but Americans, thanks to their nightly news with uh, Tom Williams, or whatever his name is, and, and uh, uh, their, their education system and, and all the other propaganda they're, they're, they're uh, faced with, they really have no idea this is going to happen, uh, whereas many other places on Earth, this has already happened before. Uh, I'm down in Mexico. Uh, this happened here in the 90s. Uh, people here are just used to it. Uh, you just get used to these sort of things. But if you're not used to it and you're not prepared, that's when it could be really scary, and I think that's what's going to happen in the U.S. How many subscribers does the Dollar Vigilante have? Well, we have tens of thousands of uh, readers, uh, okay. uh, free readers, and thousands of paying subscribers. It's a paid-for newsletter as well. Oh, I see. Uh, but we do have, yeah, I, we have a free blog. I know has, I've uh, read plenty of your articles. I don't know how <laughs> it is that I've managed to get through the paywall, and apparently <laughs> I haven't managed to get through the paywall. <laughs> 
So, yeah, yeah, we uh, we have a lot of free articles. People can just go to our blog, and we talk about these sort of things every day on our blog. Got it. Now, um, so what's the advice for people if uh, if these these things come true? And you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just as worried as as uh, anybody about this this kind of situation. I mean. The uh, I I don't know what to call them. The 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 the, the monetarists have managed to keep the balls in the air pretty well. Um, I mean the uh, the British pound sterling has what two hundred years of uh, a fiat currency history behind it. They've managed to to really do it. Um, many of them don't last nearly as long as the dollar has. And I don't know. I mean, I just kind of I, I wonder, will it be my lifetime that this kind of thing happens? Will it uh, you know, will I dodge the bullet? What, what does one do to prepare for it? And do you think that there's any evidence that it's right around the corner? That's a very good point. And just because it's inevitable doesn't mean it's necessarily imminent. And you bring up the uh, uh, British pound sterling. Now, I, I find that just hilarious that people still call it the pound. It was called the pound because it used to be worth a pound of silver. Right. A pound of silver today is worth, I don't even know how much, hundreds or thousands of dollars. Oh. Uh, so Let's see. that it's, shows uh, exactly how... I guess it'd be about I, uh, 30 bucks uh, times uh, 12. So, you know, you get 360 bucks. Yeah, $360. So that's what a pound used to be. Uh, so uh, today it's worth a pound. It's worth, a, you know, one one twentieth of an ounce of silver. Uh so uh, that shows the amount of uh, inflation that they've had over all those years. Now, that's just one country, and it's one country that uh, had a lot of advantages. It was an empire for 100 years. This one is, uh, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, we've never had the entire world the way it is today. And, and these governments nowadays are incredibly socialist, incre- and they're all right. democratic, of course. Yep. And we've never had these amounts of debt, not even close. The amounts of debt in the U.S., uh, the total admitted to debt is about $16 trillion right now, but uh, there's so many unfunded liabilities, which are things that have been paid for, and then they well, not paid for. They've been basically uh, loaned uh, to them that they need to pay for in the future, which they can't, which that's worth about $75 trillion in unfunded liabilities as well, including uh, Socialist Security and Medicaid and all that sort of thing. Uh, so if you take that into account, $75 trillion has already been spent that they need to pay back. That's... Uh, $250,000 per person in the U.S., babies, children, uh, old people, $250,000 per person. So a family of four has a million dollars worth of government uh, debt and liabilities that they owe. Uh, so this system is over. Uh, there's no way to pay it back. Uh, it's out of control. You look at the amount of deficits and debt they're going into now. Uh, it used to be crazy for the U.S. government even 10 years ago to have a $100 billion deficit. Now they have uh, very every year more than a trillion dollars, sometimes almost two trillion dollars a year. So it's it's gone up tenfold in deficits. Uh, the debt now is is expanding at a rate that is completely unsustainable. It's gone more than a hockey stick. It's just gone completely exponential. Uh, these systems are all failing now. So I can't see any way the U.S. dollar and the U.S. government last in its current form for more than another five years or so. Now. What it really does. Do. Be- before you go on, it really does look like they've begun looting the coffers, like they're taking whatever there is left in that. Uh, like you said, I mean, this, the amount that they're spending beyond what they have has just I, I mean, it's exponentially increased and it's incredible. So, I mean, I I tend to fear that same sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's what I call basically rats coming off a sinking ship right now. Uh, the people are just stealing as much as they can and getting out before it ends right now. 
Uh, we've been seeing this for about 10 years. If you would have asked me about around 2000, 1999, if you would have asked me, do I think the U.S. dollar is going to collapse and go to zero anytime soon, I would have said no. There's, there's, uh, they still have a lot of room. They can move on different things. They could cut spending. The debt isn't completely unsustainable. But what they've done in the last 12 years is unbelievable. And it's to the point now where it's really on the verge of collapse. You look at Europe. That whole system's on the verge of collapse. The euro has only been around since 1999, and uh, it's, it's dead. There's, there's no two ways about it. It's dead. It's just uh, Frankenstein currency walking right now. They're just keeping it alive by printing, and that's what the U.S. dollar is doing, too. And that's why we're headed towards hyperinflation. They have two options. Well, actually, they don't really have any options uh, as far as stopping now because there's too much debt. But uh, the, really the only option that the politicians have at this point is just to keep printing money. Uh, all these governments, the Western, the U.S. government, all the European governments, they're all completely bankrupt. They're all insolvent. Uh, the only way that they can survive is by printing money. And, and the only reason you're hearing about Greece is because of the uh, way the euro was set up. They can't have their own central bank, so they can't print their own uh, Greek right. uh, drachmas anymore. Uh, so because of that, they're having to face up to these unbelievable li- uh, debts and liabilities, which is about the same per capita as the U.S., but because the U.S. can print money, uh, they still can go for a few more years until it starts to enter into a hyperinflation, uh, which I believe will happen within three or four years if this continues at this rate. So what does um, the average person do to short the world's currencies? Well, that's exactly why we say to get rid of your dollars. Uh, get rid of them by, by selling dollars or by buying gold. You're, in effect, selling dollars, which is, in effect, shorting the dollar. Uh, you're basically uh, selling your dollars. So uh, that's what we definitely uh, uh, tell people is try to get some hard assets as well. Also get some of your assets outside of your own country if you can. Now, you know, everyone's different, but if you have some actual real assets, we're talking hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, Get some of it outside of your own country, because as these governments collapse, and we're seeing it right now, uh, they will uh, try to stay uh, alive any way they can. And and one way they can do that is by stealing more and more of their citizens' assets. And we're seeing that in the U.S. The U.S. is going to have the biggest tax increase in history next year. Uh, This Obamacare as well is going to be another effective tax increase. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, They're just going to start taking. And we've seen other countries. Already we've seen in Ireland, Hungary, a number of countries in Europe, they've already confiscated uh, retirement funds. They, they confiscate them. They, make you, they force you to buy uh, the government bonds, which is basically forcing you to take a loss every single year until the government collapses because these government bonds are paying 0% or 1% uh, when the inflation rate is around 10% or more. In the U.S. right now, the uh, total monitor, money supply increases has been over 10%. Since 2009, it's still close to about 13% as we speak. Uh, so if you own a Treasury bond in the U.S., uh, you get a right now about a rate of return of 2 to 3%, but the money supply increase is uh, 10 to 13%, so you're actually losing 10% per year in actual purchasing power. So it doesn't take very long before you lose everything at that rate. So we, we advise people to get, if they have IRAs or things of that nature, you can actually put those assets outside of the country. There's things called self-directed IRAs. Uh, which we actually can help people uh, uh, do uh, as well. Uh, if you can, get a second passport even. Americans, they don't, a lot of people don't realize, but they've started to shut down uh, Americans having an ability to open bank accounts anywhere in the world. They can't open a stock brokerage account anywhere outside of the U.S. Uh, and they're doing all these things because uh, they're, they're uh, trying to stop people from taking their money outside the country. These are called capital controls. Uh, the U.S. has already entered into it. Uh, by getting a second passport, you at least get some options. You can still open an account somewhere. Uh, uh, you know, you gives yourself some options. Um, 
And so that's what I really recommend people to do is to uh, geopolitically diversify their assets if they have assets. If they don't have many assets, yeah, and that's what, that's something- what my question is going to be. Is essentially a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. Probably most of my yeah. listeners are. What do they do? Yeah, that's a, a, a big question we get all the time. And uh, you know, everyone has to make their own decisions here. And I know in New Hampshire, the free state, a lot of uh, libertarians and anarchists are moving up there, and I think that's awesome. And that's why I went up there. Uh, but uh, if you're not seeing very many opportunities in the U.S., the reason you're not seeing it is because the U.S. is uh, effectively bankrupt. Uh, uh, and because of that, and because of the money printing and all the regulations that the government is putting into place, uh, companies are running. They're not walking. They're running away from the U.S. And that's why uh, there's so much unemployment. Now, they say the official unemployment is 8 or 9%, but that's all uh, completely lied about. It's skewed, and, and those numbers are played with. They actually uh, calculated the unemployment numbers the way they calculated it just in the 1990s. It'd be about 23% right now, and shadowstats.com actually calculates those numbers the way they used to calculate it. Uh, so if you can find opportunities in the U.S. still, which is harder and harder, uh, then definitely try to make as much money as you can right now. And when you get that money converted into hard assets or, or other things that, are, that Ben Bernanke can't print, uh, if you do have the opportunity, though, and you are looking for opportunities, uh, there is a whole world of opportunities out there. The, the entire world isn't going through this problem that the uh, U.S. and Europe are going through. Uh, the reason they're going through that is because the governments have destroyed those economies completely. If you go over to places like Asia, they're booming. Uh, Cambodia, you know, if I was a younger person, I'd go to Cambodia. Myanmar is opening up right now. Uh, even down here in Mexico, not many people realize. Like, you know, if you listen to the U.S. Uh, media propaganda, they'll tell you it's a drug war and it's horrible down here. Uh, that's the exact opposite of what's going on. There is a drug uh, problem going on thanks to the uh, U.S. government. But it's still actually safer to be here as an American than in the U.S. The, the amount of Americans who actually get murdered in, in Mexico is less than the murder rate in the U.S. still uh, by threefold. Um, and not many people realize the Mexican stock exchange has gone up by almost 1,000% in the last 10 years. Hmm. Uh, the U.S. stock exchange has, has been basically flat. So when you take account to inflation, it's actually down 30 or 40% over the last 10 years. So uh, you have to remember a lot of this uh, information you get over the media there in the U.S. is propaganda. And uh, get on the Internet and find out what's really going on. And that's a lot of the stuff that we talk about in our newsletter. Another uh, quick thing, uh, up in Canada, they have the oil sands. They're, lo- they're dying. They're looking for people uh, right. to work there. They can't get anyone to work there. North Dakota, very too. Well yeah, North Dakota as well and parts of Texas. Uh, and so people have sort of gotten trapped into this mentality, sort of a surf mentality of, oh, I have to stay where I am. And, and people get on these welfare and unemployment checks, and they start to just, rot, basically. And, you know, get out there and make, and make some uh, money. Uh, we need everyone in the world to make wealth. That's how the world improves. Uh, unlike what the Marxists always tell you, that uh, making money is bad or money is bad. It's actually making money is a good thing. And so more people who do it, the better for all of us. So uh, get out there and find the opportunities. There's lots of them. If you don't see them around you, uh, get on the Internet or just go uh, hop on a train or bus and go to Mexico and just see what you can find Canada and see what you can find. Now, um Let's put on our, uh, our our Swami hat here, and I mean, I realize that uh, it's very difficult to to tell the future. But what happens with the United States government when it finally does go insolvent? Well, no one knows, and that's why it's going to be really scary. Every other time in history, you know, we've only had these democratic nation states for a hundred or two hundred years now, uh, so it's not a lot of history to look at. But almost every time that there's a collapse like this. Uh, a good example is Nazi Germany. They, they went through a hyperinflation uh, during uh, the 1920s, and that led to the rise of Hitler. They always, whenever there's major problems, people look to a, uh, 
you know, in a democracy, because people are brainwashed to believe democracy is good, uh, that uh, they're brain- they, they believe that uh, they're always attracted to these uh, personality-type leaders like Hitler or Obama. Uh, and uh, it, these just lead down uh, terrible roads towards things like war. I don't think we're headed towards war this time. And I think the reason, although I could be wrong with what the U.S. is doing uh, provoking Iran uh, right now, uh, but uh, because of the Internet, I don't think we're going to enter into any of these major world wars anymore. I think people are too smart for that now. We have too much access to information. All of those uh, reasons for going to war are always based on propaganda. There's, uh, there's no real reason for anyone to go to war ever. Uh, it's a totally statist, uh, uh, collectivist idea in the first place. Um, so I really think that, uh, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen. You just have to be careful. Uh, be smart. Uh, Pay attention, just like I was just talking about. Get on the Internet, uh, read some stuff like what we're talking about, uh, and, uh, and, and know what's going on. I think the more that you know what's happening, the better you can protect yourself, and the more that people protect themselves, uh, the better off we'll all be, because if no one's prepared at all, and all the, so I'll give you one example. In the U.S. during 2008, when they had the first uh, wave of this financial collapse, uh, the food transportation system came to a halt, and it's because uh, all the transportation companies, and, and most food in the U.S. comes from thousands of miles away, uh, most companies didn't trust the uh, bank uh, papers of the other company uh, because they didn't know if those banks were all bankrupt or not. So the food uh, transportation system stopped for a, a couple of days. Now, if it stopped for more than a few days, uh, the way the system set up in the U.S. for most places, now if you live on a farming community, it's different, but if you live in a city, those shelves will go uh, completely empty within two or three days. Yep. Uh, so just keep some food in your house. You know, this isn't going to be the end of the world. In fact, this is incredibly optimistic what I'm talking about, because if all these governments and fiat currencies collapse, we'll have peace and prosperity like we've never known it if we can get through it all. And if people have some sense that we don't need government anymore, if they're, if they're aware of uh, libertarian and anarchist uh, uh, philosophy and, and how it will work, uh, then people won't panic, and, and they'll know that it's actually a good thing for these governments to collapse. Uh, so that we're really uh, in, a, in a battle for people's minds right now. We're in an information war to get this information out there, uh, because the people who run the governments, the, uh, the uh, financial elites, uh, they would like for They're actually probably uh, making a lot of this happen right now, and part of their, their plan is probably to put in place a sort of a one-world government. They've been doing that step-by-step step now for decades. Uh, and uh, so the more that we can spread this information, the more that we can fight that sort of a thing, because we do not want to live in that kind of a world uh, where we have a one-world government and a one-world currency that is, isn't backed by anything, a one-world fiat currency. That'd be even worse. <laughs> it's pretty close to that now. Uh, Jeff Berg, we have got to run, but uh, tell people real quick where they can go and find more of your, your thoughts. Sure. It's just dollarvigilante.com. If you went to public school in the U.S., you might not know how to spell that. That's dollar, V-I-G-I-L-A-N-T-E.com. And we have a free blog there. You can sign up there, and uh, we talk about this stuff all the time. Jeff Perwick, thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. 